0: XM 105, Sirius 206, the Opie and Anthony channel. The Ron and Fez show starts right now.
1: To it proper. Oh, buddies. Uh uh Hey, buddies, this is a Ranafe show on what science now tells us is the Bible. Uh, Wait, I'm looking up here. Looks like we're losing our Pope. He's leaving the Vatican for
0: the
2: last time.
1: Look, he's leaving like Nixon on a fucking helicopter. Um, the weird thing is, he's actually going to live in the Vatican.
0: Yeah, he's not. They're not letting him leave because be a clusterfuck.
1: So he's, why would it be a clusterfuck? Well,
0: no, they, they said A, that if he leaves the Vatican, they're going to a bunch of people going to try to sue him. A, B, he won't get the same kind of security. C. It'll create, like, a conflict in the church because people might go to pilgrimages to where he is, where say, he goes back to Germany or whatever. So, like, they didn't want a bunch of people going to, to Germany when they fuck that got this new hope. All right. Pope.
1: Your little alphabet thing uh, gave me a lot lot to ponder here. Three points. Three-point plan. You've given me plenty to chew on. Mmm. Ah, didn't hear anything. I was hoping that would be the catchphrase like the other day. Um, Yeah, there he goes. He's leaving in an all-white a helicopter much like elvis the bells are ringing out we say goodbye to the pope the first retired pope in 500 years all right now the helicopter is doing loops that's really really cool you know what i mean like really have some fun with it well it's a all right i would, i wasn't expecting this the helicopter is now opening fire on the vatican oh okay God. folks i don't know what this means the Da Vinci Code. I'm sorry, Fez. I stepped on you. I didn't mean to do that. What
3: were you going to say? Well, it's only a 10 minute ride to the castle that he's going to go live in now. All right. Fun facts we're getting them all here. 866
1: Ron Zero, Fez. 866 Ron Zero, Fez. Uh, I was just uh, told that that's a toll free number. So it's going to cost you donut gratis. We're picking up the cost for that. All right, that's our freight to carry. Let us d- let us worry about where we get the money for that call.
0: You don't got to worry about shit.
1: But do me a favor, just don't call for silly reasons. I don't feel like, you know, paying for you to tell me what the weather is in your neighborhood. People hear toll free; they're gonna they're gonna try to take advantage. Same as if they hear toll house, mm. they'll try to take advantage. And that brings us to Fez's big story today.
3: Well, they uh a man has created a machine that will un- that will take the cream out of Oreo centers. He despises the cream. So he's made this elaborate machine. This video is on the IB wire. And it's to me it's insanity. I,
1: mean, if, I think it's like a joke.
3: Well, if they were going to I mean, they make double stuff with extra cream, not extra cookie. You're never going to see an Oreo with four cookies to it and the same amount of cream. Good
0: point. This guy reminds me of Ron Swanson.
1: They could just put out cookie less, uh, they could just put out the cookies and no cream at all. Just cookie sides.
3: Without the cream, this thing is a complete disaster. It's just something that's going to mark up your teeth and stay in there for a few weeks. Fez Watley
1: taking on this joke bit and letting this guy know. I wonder what he does with the old cream. (laughs) I like to see that sent to the impoverished. Uh, So you're a cream man. How about you, Hicks?
0: I like the cookie. I like a nice crunch. Just eating like a bucket of cream? That's crazy.
1: Well, you couldn't eat a bucket of cream. There's only so much of that that you could fucking basically eat. And by the way... I don't know if it's technically even cream. It may be just grease. Chemical paste? Well, it's like a... It's supposedly a Crisco and sugar. Well, it's damn good. Uh, so there's only so much of it that you could possibly eat. Start before your, bo- yeah, before <laughs> your body started to hemorrhage.
3: I'm surprised they haven't put out like just a jar of Oreo cream. For someone who wants a little bit more cream, you could spread it on top of the Oreos. Ugh. Oh.
1: Yeah, we're all shocked with that one, Watley. That there's not jars of Oreo cream. How many stents do you have?
3: I have five stents. I wonder how come. Three heart attacks to go with them.
1: Oh, he wears that like they're fucking war wounds.
3: If they put out a fucking jar of
0: Oreo cream, people would stop buying Oreo because they'll realize this cream's nasty. Because they'll (laughs) be like, what? what?" Wait, wait, wait. wait.
1: That's why you just want a little dab in there. (laughs) You just want a little bit. This is in
0: the cookies I'm eating?
1: Fuck this. By the way, I think anyone who divides it is ridiculous. It's like saying I want to take the chips out of the fucking toll house and eat them one at a time. It doesn't make sense. You're not fucking opening up your bread and scraping out the peanut butter and jelly. I mean, peanut butter and jelly very tasty on a sandwich, but do you really walk around and just eat peanut butter and jelly? That would be bad shit. Or you don't run into a lot of mustard fans. You know what? I like the hot dog, but I prefer the mustard more.
0: Freak. Give me a pretzel over the mustard. Combined. Delicious. <laughs> it's
1: got to be the combo. Um, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. You know what I'm saying? Here's uh, Matt. Matt, you're on the Run of Fez show.
4: Hey. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd like to say, uh, when I was younger, my dad always told me uh, I don't go to church because um, he believed in this whole conspiracy that was passed down from his dad where the Pope and all his cardinal friends have a whole ring of child slavery mm-hmm. and um, all they do is they just cover each other's asses and uh, I think someone should look into it
1: why don't you do it Matt you and your dad seem to and your grandfather seem to know the story why don't you get an investigation team going
4: I mean, like, what can we do? Like, what? What? It's such a big conspiracy.
1: Well, the first thing we got to do is fly over there and start looking for clues. I think I found I a think, little uh, shoe.
4: Oh no! Yeah,
0: I think uh, I might have to do that.
1: All right, why don't you do it, and I'll see if I can get Tom Hanks to play you in the movie. Nice, good shot of the car, And scene. that movie is going to be Gump too. You <laughs> fucking retard!
0: <What>? Hey, man! <laughs> 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 ah, Dick. <laughs> dick. dick. And everyone's saying it's some fucking rap song that, that, that I got that from. It's yeah. not. All right. I never even heard it until people started sending it in.
1: You got it from that rap song, which gets sent to me 800 times a day. It's not that. Done with your cookie discussion, Fez? Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Hicks? What's
0: going on in your brain? All right. This is some fucking funny shit. Um, a gym teacher in California got busted stealing shit out of a bunch of kids' backpacks. Because one of the kids snuck into a locker and hid themselves in there and videotaped them.
1: I thought they just left the uh, the phone behind. No, the
0: a kid crawled into a fucking locker with a cell phone. That
1: little girl did that? <laughs> yeah. And just happened to be in front of the right backpack? Because well, you don't get a lot of movement in a locker.
0: No, not at all. Um, but they fucking bagged up this kid's this kid's gym teacher who was a fucking gym teacher for thirty years and then what this little girl was like saying like someone's been stealing something out of all my friends bags. What's going on here? And then the gym teacher was like it must have been other students and this little girl busts the gym teacher.
1: Here's what the gym teachers gotta learn. You don't do it to everybody on the same day. Let's not fucking bring it in. Just make a kid thinks that they've misplaced a buck or two. Just
0: going through people's shit.
1: Never be are. greedy. Never be fucking greedy when you're working the long con. And the
0: fucking kid takes the, the video to the, uh, the principal. And the principal says, yeah, just delete that. We'll take care of it.
1: To me, it seems like uh, <laughs> it's one of the benefits of being a gym teacher. You guys run laps. Why go in and go through your fucking wallets?
0: I get summers off and I make a little bit extra cash. I mean, if this fucking teacher's been doing this for 30 years,
1: She's going got to be banking it up. Maybe she just started recently. All right, there's a little kid in her fucking locker. Look at her. <laughs> She's peeking out. I'd be freaking out if I was stuck in a fucking locker for an entire gym class.
3: You would think I'd there let... would be some sort of law against that, of filming in a locker room. Even if you're trying to do a criminal sting, you're still filming inside a locker room.
1: Um... So this kid, now being seen as a, as a hero.
0: Yeah, this 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 little girl is an investigative journalist who fucking bagged up this this, goddamn gym teacher.
1: Well, when I get the Fez Watley Law passed, she'll be seen for what she actually is, a criminal, filming, someone stealing. Come on, You can't. Do it. I don't know why. He, see, here's the thing with the Pope, and he's leaving right now in the helicopter. Wouldn't it look a lot better if he left in a hot air balloon like the Wizard of Oz?
0: Not after that Egypt thing. They,
1: they're not going to do that. This is going to be a nice Vatican balloon, not some stupid Egyptian balloon. I, see, here's the thing. People were going, I would never get into a fucking hot air balloon. You get into a car every day, they're filled with gasoline. I'm on No one ever fucking sits around thinking Hey, why doesn't this car just blow up As I'm driving down the street Fill it up with explosives, please <laughs> Because the entire thing Of an engine Is just like these little Explosions that go on Just fucking liquid fire
0: Basically running on napalm <laughs> There should be fucking Asian children Running out of your goddamn trunk all the time
1: I think that you've taken your logic To yeah. an odd place What? I would say into absurdism, (laughs) if I was being totally honest. Now, you've taken over mentoring uh, the young man, right? Yes, formerly known as Popcorn. That's a stupid name. What did
0: he do? Oh, he asked if anybody wanted any popcorn. He came in as the show was starting and said, hey, I got some extra popcorn. Would anyone like some?
1: Yesterday, he took on uh, Sam and Iraq. And I believe held his ground. I thought he came up with a lot of good reasons why he's growling and yelling at refrigerators. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think he saw Zoll
0: These other people are fucking out to get him sometimes.
1: Uh, there's helicopters following the Pope's helicopter.
0: Yeah, they gotta get this shit on. Well, I bet it's security, a security helicopter, and just news organizations, or they just picked one feed to uh, shoot maybe a it's a
1: decoy. Uh, The thing that we're looking for Is when he steps out In his street clothes
0: (laughs) The thing on the news was He won't be able to wear red fucking Prada shoes Or whatever anymore
1: Yeah you can't That That belongs to the Pope No one but the Pope should be wearing red Prada shoes Fashionable The Pope and Sammy Davis Jr. Are the only two people that can get away with that And Sammy's gone God rest his soul (laughs) Is he? I heard he was being held by a coalition of cardinals and bishops. And what, they just raping him all day long? I don't know, but he's (laughs) short enough to be a child. (laughs) They must be really confused. Uh, Mick, in Arizona. Yo. Hey, buddy.
5: I had no fucking idea that that's what you were saying. I thought you were just saying, like I heard on Rev Run.
6: Run's house. Doogie and his little kids or whatever the hell their names are say
4: that and workaholics the one guy in workaholics says something like that
1: you gotta get out more Mick
4: I'm sorry dude yeah love
6: you anyway hey Fez hey buddy hey man
1: again nice hi from Fez hey buddy what up dog buddies hi buddies hey whatever happened when Fez used to say hi buddies that stopped a while ago yeah Wow. At any W uh, He used to do this If I would say like Matt's on the phone And Fez would go like this Hi Matt Every single time he would say hi to the caller And then he
3: dropped out of that Is that the anxiety?
1: Or
0: something I don't, I don't know
3: I think I was just confusing people No How? I was keeping them from getting to their call
1: He's really tight today huh?
0: Seemed a little tight this morning when we walked in.
1: Well, I came in this morning and Fez treated me like a guest. He handed me some papers and explained uh, studio times to me. I'm like, "Well, it's nice to be here at Sirius XM." You have a beautiful facility, great lobby. What's this giant glass box? <laughs> That's what we call Box World, <laughs> where we'll be doing the unmasked on uh, Monday you want to get in on that. Come to Box World with Robert Wall. <laughs> Robert Wall to talk about why Robin Williams got fired in Good, uh, Good Morning Vietnam when we know he was a big fan.
0: That's happening Monday, 4pm. Fo p.m. p.m. Come see Box World. Have a fucking party. Robert Wall, unmasked. Bring that shit. Go to theibang.com to
3: find out how you can be in the audience.
4: And we're going to get the bottom of everything.
1: We're going to get the bottom of everything. Hey, Rob Wall, bring it down. What's happening, man? You're doing your thing today. What up, Rob? Do we to... got a Hollywood Nights with friend Drescher already on it? No, I don't think we had Hollywood Nights signed by Drescher. Oh Then you know what you can do for me? What's that? Take that noose, throw it over that beam, because I'm hanging myself. Oh, don't, don't do that. I'll tell you what we're giving away today. Uh, signed Sling Blade by the great Billy Bob Thornton. That's such an awesome fucking prize. And that's a first responders prize. So be close to your Twitter today. Keep your shit together.
0: Keep your shit together because this is a fucking prize you'll keep forever. Billy Bob Thornton signed Sling Blade? Fucking movie's perfect.
1: It is, it's a perfect little film.
0: From every everything about it.
1: I don't even call it Sling Blade. I call it Doyle and Friends. Because he's my favorite. You know I can't eat around retards.
0: My favorite, Jim Jarmusch, randomly popping out of that fucking uh, food stand. Selling them French fries, taters.
1: Um, You got any French fries, taters in there? We used to have like a kid on our show that would do Sling Blade you know, all the time. And our program director would come in and start trying to do it, like, after the show. <laughs> and we'd act like we didn't know what he was doing. And he'd be like, you guys had a good year today. And we're like, very seriously, you got something in your throat? It'd sound terrible. He was like, no, I'm doing Sling Blade. I'm like, really? It sounded like you were choking on a piece of meat. These are brown, brown, and the sky is gray. That's our own little salute to the Pope. As he leaves, followed by God knows who. We can't figure it out. Hey, Kevin, you're on the Run the Fest show.
4: Hey, hey, I know who's in that chopper following the Pope. It's the paparazzi. Ah, uh, I couldn't help uh, it. Dreamer.
1: Try, try to help it. <laughs> try not to do that. Uh, we didn't get to this story yesterday, but it's a damn good one. I'm so pissed because I wanted to do it with Philadelphia's own Big J Okerson but the guy who punched out the chick uh, I guess it was at a Puerto Rican Day parade or some kind of celebration, the cop who punched the woman uh, directly in the face was innocent after he explained to the judge I was just trying to take a beer bottle out of her hand and as I was reaching around for the beer bottle with my hand closed, I snapped that fucking jaw of hers Drop that bitch. And he got off from that, huh? He got off, and apparently the courtroom burst into applause uh, because they were filled with uh, police and police buddies. So we got the story here a little bit?
0: Yeah. After he was caught on tape hitting a woman last
6: September, it happened after the city's Puerto Rican Day celebration. Our Jen Bernstein joins us now from the Criminal Justice Center with more. Jen.
7: Good afternoon. Well, in a courtroom full of highway patrol officers and the woman and her family, the judge announced a verdict of not guilty. Cheer uh, erupted amongst those officers, and uh, former Lieutenant Jonathan Josie cried with his family. Former police Lieutenant Jonathan Josie walked out of the courthouse, cleared by a judge of any wrongdoing.
6: The video was shocking, um, you know, but in the long run, you know, acting in the scope of my duties, um, I in no way had any intentions on, on striking Miss Guzman.
7: He'd faced a single charge of simple assault after he was seen on this video, which went viral, striking Aida Guzman during a neighborhood celebration following the Puerto Rican Day Parade in September.
6: I'm just grateful that he evaluated all of the evidence in a manner in which he did, and, and I believe he came out with a fair decision.
7: The judge, Patrick Dugan, announced the verdict after deliberating for two, Two weeks over evidence presented during a three-hour trial. Judge Dugan explained while the 10 seconds of video shocked everyone, it was only 10 seconds of footage and that had to be weighed against evidence presented on both sides. The assistant district attorney said she is disappointed with the judge's decision.
4: The video spoke for itself. We uh, believed in our case. Uh, clearly the judge found differently and we have to respect that.
7: Aida Guzman walked out of the courtroom with her family and attorney, who said the judge's decision was an injustice to his client and the Spanish community.
6: This is not just 10 seconds, OK? Understand if this can take place on camera, what can take place off of camera? Ask yourself that after she was struck. She was then shoved in the back of her head, in the back of her back, OK? Her handcuffs were put on so tight that she had injuries on her arm.
7: The defense attorney said. So this is is
1: always the kind of stuff, and it's the weird thing about YouTube because when you saw this on YouTube, open and shut case for anybody who saw it, because a cop, no matter how pissed off that he gets, can't, you know, he's not defending himself, he's just throwing a roundhouse and fucking hitting this girl in the jaw. I, you know, we were kind of raised as kids not to hit girls, so we bring it into our heads that this is a done deal. Hicks, you said you're not even slightly surprised. You always expect them to get off.
0: Yeah, I think that um they they're, they're going to protect their own for you know that that's that's what's going on here. They fuck they don't want this guy to lose his pension or whatever uh-huh. sort of disciplinary action. He's not a cop anymore. So, hey, we'll just fucking concoct this scheme.
1: Well, now why can't he be a cop? You know, you would think He was found innocent or whatever, and uh, that would be the end of it. You think he'll still stay outside? But this is why communities feel on the other side with the cops and the criminals. Because I'm sure this guy goes through a lot of shit, and I'm sure that he lost it. But if there was just something they could have given back to the community, then everybody would think that the laws apply to everybody. And not just to uh, people in the street. Now, the other deal is, too, that they went in front of a judge instead of a jury. That his lawyer was smart enough to go, we can't get this in front of a jury, because all the people in the jury are going to be thinking is, look at this, uh, a cop punching this guy in the... Uh, this woman in the jaw. I remember one time a cop pulled me over and started yelling at me. Or I remember once when I was a kid, and the uh, cops used to chase us out of different places.
0: Yeah, there's no way a jury would have fucking. It would have been at least a hung jury or whatever. Even if, you know, there's no way that this guy would have.
1: I think sorry. everybody in the jury would have just seen someone punched in the face, and that is. would have been it. That's now the weird thing is, um, it's like. If you would have had a piece of videotape of uh, someone punching a cop on the jaw, that would have been enough to convict. It's not enough to convict, um, this case. And it was really only a case of simple, uh, assault. It's not like they were trying to get him for attempted, you know, murder or anything. They just said a simple assault. You would think to yourself, Open and shut case. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Here's Steve in Philadelphia.
4: Hey, guys. What's up? Yeah. Um, The judge is married to a cop, so people are all bent out of shape that he didn't remove himself.
1: Oh, I didn't even realize that. So the Puerto Rican community in Philadelphia pissed off about this, and now saying because he was uh, married to a cop...
4: Yeah, I don't know how that happens, but... But
1: you know what? Here's the deal. He's not married to every cop. You know, you're not looking at this case and saying all cops are awful. You're saying this cop, on a hot afternoon in September, lost his shit and punched a woman in the jaw. You can see that in the 10 seconds. Although, by the way, you don't see a lot of other cops stepping in. I mean, he's surrounded by cops, and you're not seeing a lot of uh, cooler heads uh, prevail.
3: And for the guy who says, oh, I was trying to go for a beer and I accidentally hit her, you don't see him apologizing to her. He's slamming her arms behind her back to get her cuffed as soon as possible. There's no accident there. I'm totally shocked that the judge could do this with a straight face.
1: Well, this is uh, what they were uh, saying that he was acted. He acted in the context of an escalating melee. Um, Some of the people were throwing beer bottles, and it was starting to get uh, weird. It was starting the the party itself had started to get drunk and weird, and the cop was going after people that actually had bottles at the time. Uh, Aaron, you're on the Run of show.
4: Hey, um, you know, as an attorney, I'm all witty on the great decision of the defense lawyer to go with the judge instead of the jury. But you got to remember, too, they haven't told us what the injuries are. And in order to state a misdemeanor assault, they have to prove assault-level injuries.
1: Well, they did. His attorney actually brought up injuries. We saw that, her attorney, after the fact.
2: Was it after the fact or was it.
1: No, I mean, he, he exactly. said this is one of the things that he's pissed about, but you could see her mouth get smacked. You've got to figure out that some kind of uh, injury there. You're saying the fact that yeah, he, he I, punches I, I, like I'm a not. bitch is what going to. Is what, what, that would be you. As a defense attorney, Your Honor, this large man punches like a bitch. Exactly. Okay. Um, It's the beauty of what happens in the court system, and it's why we should be able to gamble on it, because this would have been long odds in September that this guy would have been able to get away with this. Uh, And uh, that's it. Um, Here is... um, Here's Murray. Murray, you're on the Runa Fez show.
4: Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, Here's the deal. If you can't do the time, don't do the crime. I don't love cops any more than anybody, but we need them. You know, if they tell me something to do, I'm not going to fuck around and get hit with a billy stick or a... See, uh, this this is the
1: beauty of it. You, You really haven't seen her do anything that would be considered criminal.
2: Yeah, but you don't see the fact that he probably told her to put that fucking thing down a million times. He's sick of it.
1: So when someone doesn't answer, you punch him in the face. Now, do you expect that in any other part? I mean, would you be okay with a husband punching a wife Uh, or his kid in the face?
4: No, absolutely not. But my point is is that there's...
1: No, hold on. You're saying absolutely not. But you're looking at about a 240-pound guy punching a woman, and you're saying because he's sick of it because he can't control his own fucking temper.
4: Well, but, we didn't hear. You said we saw ten seconds of it, but I guarantee he asked her to put that down. So what? So time. if a man says
1: to his wife, "Where's my dinner? Where's my dinner?" And, and she says it's coming, and he punches her, you'd be okay with that too? No, I. Well,
4: I, 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 I know how you play both sides. So no, I'm
1: know, not I, fucking playing both is. sides. I'm just bringing up to you that yeah. that you brought up that she's a criminal. At most, she didn't put a beer bottle down when she was supposed to, and there was plenty of opportunity, if he felt like she needed to be arrested, to do that without punching her in the fucking face. He busted her face open. I mean, her fucking face is bleeding.
0: So you actually see that in the video, Chris? Yeah. There's fucking blood coming out of her face.
3: And Um, he's not even going after the arm that has the beer in it, according to his story.
1: Fez Watley pissed off over there, huh?
3: I'm furious about this. This is sure. awful. And the guy said, the the cop said he was going to uh, do everything to get his job back. This is just paving the way. He'll be back on the streets. He belongs back
1: on the streets. He was found innocent. There should be nothing to even have him pave the way. He went in front of the judge. He was found innocent. As far as I'm concerned, you know, he, he goes back into work and... Uh, and that's it. I don't know how you can say to an innocent guy, you're not welcome back to work. He's cleared. He's cleared. There's no reason for this guy not to be back at work. Um, Tom, you're on the Fest Show.
4: Hey, Ron. Uh, excuse me. I'm a, I'm a police officer in Washington, D.C. I miss you guys being down here. Actually. Thanks, buddy. Uh, um, I haven't seen a video, but everybody always wants to jump on the bandwagon that the police. Uh, he's too much force and... Uh, I don't know, you have to be in our shoes to to understand. Um, you know, please do sometimes abuse your authority, but, I mean, it,
2: I have have seen the video, but, you know...
1: Well, I would ask you to do the video, but see, here's the thing. We give you the guns, we give you the sticks. You have to be responsible. To say there's one cop is not saying all cops. This would be as ridiculous as if some black kid got arrested and for people to act like that had to do with all black people. This has to do with one cop. You're not saying all police. I'm
4: I'm with you, brother.
1: You know, so if you were listening to this and, uh, you know, somebody said something, but you said, you don't know how it is for us. The reality of it is it's one guy. He's surrounded. I can see at least a dozen other cops who aren't punching anybody in the face, not hitting anybody. And that's why we're not saying all these cops were wrong. There's only one guy who looked like he punched a woman in the face.
0: And this guy's a higher rank than the rest of the guys. And he's going around fucking nailing this bitch in the face. Out of fucking,
1: it's seemingly out of nowhere. And see, here's the thing that I think that happens with the mistrust. It's not so the, much the mistrust that it happened. But it's the mistrust that suddenly the, uh, the police and I guess the legal community, the judges, now all fall into line to protect their own. That's where you mistrust... With the regular people.
0: It feels like, fuck, it's, like it's par for the course. And then, and then the, these cops have the entire district attorney's office to fucking cover their asses as well. Guys, right. who, an entire fucking crew of lawyers will just putting people away all fucking day
1: long. So maybe, a- you, you, maybe, and I know you'd have a tough time getting in, but I'd like to see you in the police department. Department, And I'd start calling you Junior Serpico
0: Oh i love it I would fucking love to be Junior Serpico Bust them all up I'll fucking grow a crazy beard I think I'll look great
1: Now I feel like coming home and watching Serpico I might have to just check out today <laughs> Let's just fucking put it on Stream it on the air You know what, what Maybe one day we'll all just sit down and watch a movie together In I'll- this case it would be Serpico Starting the great Al Pacino Fuck yeah. After that, if you want to, if we do it on a Tuesday, Dog Day afternoon, right after. Let's do it. Attica. Attica. Yeah. Oh, those cops fell in line, huh? And then just to shake it up if there's time singing in the rain. You know, just to Weird. cleanse the palate.
0: It's really mixing it up.
1: All right, it looked like the. I can't see it in the air, so I'm just going to assume that the Pope's helicopter went down.
0: Jesus Christ. You think this crowd
1: would be. Over like the Sea of that? Japan. There were no survivors. Ba, 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 ba. We don't have that replay working at all, huh? I'll have to talk to Pips about the next uh, meeting and get that replay loaded over there. Um, here is uh, David in Philadelphia. How you doing, David?
4: I'm good, right? How are you? Good, man. Um, yeah, everybody just calling, you know, to like voice their opinions about this guy and. There's a lot of stuff that, you know, isn't making it in the story. He had, um, there's been multiple lawsuits against him for brutality that the city of Philly's had to pay out on. Um, uh, so this ain't a first time thing. So you
1: know, why is the there? city backing him up? Why is the police department backing up? Why are the judges backing him up?
4: Uh, I couldn't tell you, but I mean, well, you know how it is in Philly. They all they stick together. They're just like anywhere know.
1: else. They do stick together in Philly. I will give them full credit for that. That, uh, they believe... Um, and and this is what happens. This is what, uh, that you would be able to be able to say to a community, look, we won't put up with this. We have the police here to protect the community, not to overstep their bounds. Instead, you get calls like that. You know how it is in Philly, where people just start to believe not this one guy fucked up, but the system itself is corrupt. That's what I believe. Um, here's uh, Scott in Chi Town.
4: Hey, Ron. Here's Pepper. Uh, as we've seen from the O.J. Simpson case, he was found innocent in criminal court, but this girl can go after the cop in civil court.
1: Well, that's if she has the money to do it. I have no idea what her whole situation is.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah. She'll find some just
1: turn me. They'll take this home. Well, that I don't know about. There's a really great story up on the iBang where a, uh, uh, a fake handicapped beggar got busted. I love those guys. They're working for that fucking money. It actually does look like you gotta put in a lot of hours and you gotta get in the character. It's a grind. But by the way, you know for a fact just the way he talks that there's nothing mentally wrong with this guy. Listen to him. What happens with our sound here?
3: no
8: restaurant. Sympathized with his wheelchair, his drawn hands, his story Why ripped at they your heart.
3: Damn give me money and to
8: get some e and if so.
1: Now would not you alone. wouldn't you think that he's faking already? <laughs> Somewhat convincing. Um I heard from Brian in Connecticut. Uh, he got the Kevin Pollock book and a beautiful Nick Basile Radio Bookmark and he says thank you very much. Uh, I gotta check out that guy's show. Obviously that's where his future lies.
0: Mm. Or could be fucking in a wheelchair panhandling.
1: Look at you how you cover for your own. Look how look at you. Cover for your own.
0: Not happy about it. The thin blue line, huh, Chris? The
1: thin (laughs) blue line. Of producers. The thin blue line is fucking very strong. Well, I hope your next character guy does a good job. When's he coming in to do his first character? Because he's going to do one an hour, right?
0: Yeah, he's fucking. He's he's got he's got his four. He's got his four fucking characters that are red hot.
1: Uh, Popcorn's looking for a little more airtime, and he thought that he would come in and do characters for us. Is he ready with his first one?
0: I just have to jump over there, and then we could be good to go.
1: Get him back in the right field deep right or you want to play shallow in case there's a short hit by the way that Oreo bit that you brought up Fez uh-huh, is an Oreo commercial not an
3: actual thing they're hurting themselves with it
1: and us now it looks like us as well so uh, somebody's stopping by, Chris. Uh, yeah,
0: someone is. Someone's going to stop by mm-hmm. and hang out for a few moments. Great, which is really exciting. I love it.
1: I like when your friends come by. You know what I mean? You always have such interesting friends.
0: I, you know, I like to try to,
1: you know, diversify
0: the people I hang out with.
1: That's great. Well, you know, oh, somebody's at our door.
0: Yeah, someone's at the door. Maybe we should have them come in.
1: All right, sure. Who's this, Chris? Oh, this is Mule.
2: Mule? Oh, yeah. How you doing, guys? I'm Mule. Hey. i never been to the city before, so all this is uh, crazy to take in, you know?
1: Where are you from, Mule?
2: I'm from Missouri, you know.
1: No, you're wearing a New York Knicks uh, sweatshirt. Yeah. Got that out in Missouri?
2: Yeah, big fan of uh, Carmelo Anthony Oh, and, great And his shoes I'm a uh-huh. big fan of shoes Any reason why Mule's here, Chris? Or? We all Mule's in the city
1: visiting Uh uh-huh. And he's
0: hanging out He has a bunch of stuff to say
1: to us, too. Okay, I, uh,
0: I'm waiting I'm waiting for the stuff He's a southern guy, so maybe he work, works a little slower
1: I
2: gotcha yeah, one time I ate a bunch of copper wire, mm-hmm. and uh, it it took a little bit to get out, you know. All right, all right. So that's he's
1: he eats copper wire. Well, you know,
2: down south things that, are tough. That that was a one-time thing, you know, 'cause because it, it's you know it's a money maker down there. Okay. Why the dead air, Mule? Any uh,
1: reason at all that you paused uh, this long?
2: I've never been to the city. So, yeah, you, know. you mentioned that. So uh, What else you have to say, Mule? You know, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just real blown away by all this futuristic, you know, computer stuff you got going on in here. It, mu- it must have cost you millions. I mean, <laughs> all right. All right, this says Mule. Anything else to say, Mule? I mean, shit. All I got is a calculator on my wristwatch, you know. You guys got some... Uh, Pretty hot tech stuff around here. All so right. in Missouri people wear calculators on their wristwatches? Well, uh yeah. If if they're fancy, you know. Okay. Only 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 the privileged why folks. Why does he why does Mule play this song? He's a big Pina Colada fan. <laughs> yeah. He has a drinking problem.
1: <clears throat> oh, you have a drinking problem, didn't y- Mule?
2: Yeah. You guys got any whiskey or beer in the green room? I'm trying to get my fucking buzz on. Mm.
1: Shit. Okay.
2: Alright. Alright.
1: That's his kind of thing, Mule, huh? Yeah,
0: oh, he says all right. That's like a catchphrase. Because, you know, down Zuri.
1: Can you read any more conversation points <laughs> off of that uh, paper, Mule?
2: Oh, this is my ticket back to Zuri. Um, to Zo- oh, you, you're called the Zuri Yeah, the Zuri. Okay.
1: The
2: Zuri. Um,
1: here's uh, Pat. You're on my first.
4: Yeah, Ron. This guy sure is a mule. He's a fucking jackass.
1: All right, say so that. What, what the fuck? He comes in here from Missouri and you're going to shut He's not. Him? You're noted town, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'll take
1: a. Because you're from Arkansas.
2: That. I'm from Missouri. Oh, Missouri. Yeah.
1: I got that confused. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. See, they they call me mule mm-hmm. for, for two reasons. I was kicked by by an ass. Mm-hmm. And one time I I took a bunch of acid, and I, I just thought I was a, a mule. So, okay. I was just... so two reasons, huh?
1: Yeah. Hey yeah. Joker, you're on the Run and Face Show.
4: Yeah, hey Ronnie, this mule's a, a real ass.
1: I don't hey. know. I think if we just give him time, he's really gonna find himself here.
2: I I think uh, I could get acclimated to this uh, city city joint. You know, city joint, city joint. Oh, city joint. Yeah.
1: Um. Here's uh, Garth you're on the Run of Fez show.
0: Hey guys, who the fuck let this douchebag Matthew McConaughey in the studio?
1: Please.
2: All right. Hey man, don't don't disrespect Matthew McConaughey. He's, the, he's this is being Matthew sent to God. us.
1: Popcorn is doing a perfect job following Fez's lead as mentor, a character with one joke. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> so Mule, I understand that you were in Magic Mike this year. That I was
2: Really? I didn't think you were an actor mule Now what part of Missouri are you from? What city itself? Uh, I'm from I actually live at the university I just kind of live in the bushes Uh behind, You know At campus at Mizzou And what are the states That surround Missouri? Oh uh,
1: Like Louisiana There was an old game show called Tell the Truth And you would just ask questions like that (laughs) Um here's uh Bret, you're on the Run a show.
4: A hey, uh, mule sounds a whole lot like intern froggy.
1: Hmm. Well yeah. That's weird. So what uh where are you at? You're at the University of Missouri and you live in the bushes? Yeah,
2: yeah. Right in front of the uh, Webster Hall building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't know you were homeless, Mule. Yeah, it's kinda sad now. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, I'm not homeless. I mean I just I just live in the bushes. Yeah.
1: Uh here's uh
2: Rick in Tennessee, you're on the Run and Fed
1: show.
4: Hey, how you know, since uh Mule there sounds really southern, I'm curious, uh have any relations with your cousins or sisters lately? Just curious. Yeah,
2: you, you know what? Uh what? my my sixteen year old niece she She's uh just, Hey. Let me finish. Let me finish. Sorry, Bill. You know Don't step on the fucking guy, Pep. You know, she she wanted to date me, but you know, I'm not into that personality. So, I took my 18-year-old second cousin to prom. And, you know, that that was just the night of our lives, you know. Uh, John, you're on the run of face show.
4: Yeah, the dead air pauses sound better than this bitch.
1: <laughs> Here's our buddy Lady Trucker. Go ahead, LT. What? The-
4: Hey, Mo, you know, what are you doing asking for that fancy city slicker uh, whiskey and all? You know, Missouri is the moonshine capital.
2: Well, they don't got moonshine in the city. You know that, lady trucker. Shit. All right. Um, here's Mike. You're on the run Fez show.
1: Million bucks, Ronnie. Yeah. That's what they would say, but I miss Reggie DeForest. Well, it's still teasing the retard bit, so you really can't. You know, let yourself warm up to it. I think we're in about the same level right now. Here's uh, Grant. Grant, you're on The Fest Show. Hey, Mule. Yo.
4: You ever been roofied and fucked in the mouth?
1: That used to happen all the time. D-Man. Yeah. D-Man.
2: D-Man had to go through that. Um, Fucked in the mouth. Nah. That, that's... There's a bit of a gray area there.
1: Is there more stuff that you wrote down on the paper? mule to tell us about?
2: Uh, not that I wrote on the paper. I can tell you mm-hmm. I, w- I would like to go back to veterinary school. Okay. Ever since Is this I was... a
1: surprise twist?
2: Re- I, how so? I just didn't expect that you were going to veterinary school. Oh, I love animals except fucking horses. Yeah. Because of what happened to you? Yeah. I mean, God bless all animals except those fucking devil horses. All right, good gag. I think that's it for Mule. You're gonna take off, Mule. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go back to Missouri. You know, I'm just a Southern boy. Oh, you're actually leaving. Yeah, yeah. It was it was fun talking on your uh, space radio, but you
1: you know they do have radios in Missouri and large cities.
2: <laughs> Bushes. I don't. I don't. Still, think there's so. radios there. <laughs> I don't. I not It's
1: not a new thing since Marconi. Everybody's been able to get one.
2: I don't think uh, there are radios in Missouri, where I'm where I'm from, at least. Uh, Craig, you're on the Run and Fez
1: show.
4: Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. uh, uh, Mule, where, where's uh, the University of Missouri at? What town? Uh,
2: College Park, shit.
4: You dumbass. It's Columbia, Missouri, and Louisiana does not butt up to Missouri and I know people from Missouri.
2: It's around there.
4: You're no, way too fucking smart to be from
1: Missouri. <laughs> all right,
2: all see right. you later. Bye-bye, Mule. Bye, Mule.
1: All right, Samuel.
2: Y'all have fun, all right? All right, Mule. We're having fun, Mule. We'll see you later. Out
1: of all the southern states you could pick on, we would have thought Missouri would have picked it up.
0: That's the that's state. That's the state. That was good. We got three more.
1: Three more. one an hour. I'm making a prediction now. Yeah. Uh, this kid's going to end up doing radio with a very stressed friend who's like, come on, dude, you can do it. Three more. It's like looking into a time machine. From there. <laughs> but a time machine from just, what, months ago. Um, well, that was fun. Um, here's Marshall in Texas. You're on the run and Fed show.
4: It's about goddamn time that someone knocked those Missourians down a peg.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know how they've been. Um, Someone wrote in, look, it's crap through McConaughey.
0: I don't get the McConaughey thing, what people are saying. McConaughey never ate any acid that I know of.
1: Craig, you're on the Running Feds Show.
4: Hey, buddies. You know, after listening to this kid whine about how no one's paying any fucking attention to him, you think he'd put a little more fucking effort into his bitch other than just fucking standing there sounding like Fez with the DA going, all right, all
1: right. <laughs> um, somebody wrote in, I miss Soundboard Mule. Hashtag all right. Hashtag Space Radio. I think it was a very good, you know, appetizer for what he's going to be doing today.
0: We got some fucking meat coming up on this tasting menu. Uh,
1: let me...
0: Here we go. Here's Maybe the... I That's should in have... order. Those are in Maybe order. I should have
1: the jokes in front of me.
0: That's all coming up. <laughs> the last one is the, the coup, coup de gras. We'll see. <laughs> Trust me.
1: Okay. Here's <laughs> yours now. I'm stuck with the other intern, Matty Ice. Yeah, who's just getting aces and everything. <laughs> um, Popcorn's Project. All right, all right. All right. I'm from Missouri. Missouri. Or Zuri, as we call it. That kid's
0: fucking weird. Very strange. But good egg.
1: Oh. <laughs> it's disgusting. Uh, why don't we break here? Uh, we'll be back in just a little bit. We already said this, too. We are going to be uh, giving out a pretty cool prize a little later on uh, today. And, uh, you wanted to talk about, uh, one of the guys from Google who took a shot at smartphones.
0: Yeah. Sergi. Sergi Brin. The guy who, uh, fucking is pushing these goddamn Google Glasses on everyone.
1: Google Glass.
0: Yeah, Google Glass.
1: Just, I'm wearing my glass.
0: Yeah, I bet you are, Sergi. He says, fucking, people who use smartphones,
1: and emasculates them. I right. Can't argue that. We'll be right back to talk about it. It's the Rod and Fez Show.
5: The Opie and The Rod and
9: Fez Show continues.
1: It's a round show, Artists as a Day, Electric Light Orchestra, and, um, Christine, I have to tell you the truth, there's debate going on, on the playlist thread, mm. it seems like there's two kinds of people, you love ELO, or you hate ELO, there's no kind of, I could care one way or another about ELO. You fucking people don't like showdown? Um... And I'm looking at your uh, buddy, Road Rash Hicks, and I can't tell whether he's being sarcastic or not by saying, hope to see the Elm Parsons Project soon. Hmm. No friend of mine. Oh, he's not a friend of yours. I thought since he used your name, friend, (laughs) I thought that he and older Fez were people that backed you fellas up
0: in a big, big way. Well, I never, pre- never liked the, r- the term Road Rash as a nickname.
1: Well, you gotta th- uh, understand, we do like a couple hundred shows a year, so if we're going to keep doing Artists of the Day, not every day is going to be yours.
0: Dear there Hester's get switched up, people. Good God.
1: I like ELO, and I think uh, Jeff Lynn, genius. Doesn't mean that you like everything that they did. Or, you know, I admit, it does sound a lot more to, like the Beatles to me now than when I was younger. I didn't quite make that same connection. Probably a little too close.
0: That's fine. It's a fucking great in playlist and it's a great artist of the day. I uh, don't know. Come on. You're getting the fucking playlist, people.
1: Open your minds a little bit. That's true. Open you know? your minds to something you don't like. Yeah. <clears throat> and then some people want to know why you're not playing metal. The metal people feel like, can't other be. than Eddie Trunk, they don't get... And then I even talk to a lot of metal people who are like, Eddie yeah, doesn't play real metal. Jesus Christ. So I need to get someone even trunkier than Eddie Trunk. Someone who's ready to take the trunk to the next place.
0: It can't be Slayer every goddamn day, every break. I know. Rain of blood. I know. I get it. The <laughs> Oh, big I didn't four. know
1: that you know Anthrax.
0: <laughs> Fucking
1: Metallica. <laughs> goddamn you has got to be one more. Bustain's one. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Damn it. That's the name of Look his band. There that. you go. I know. Big four. Go. They're the
0: best
3: thing ever.
1: So you're being very tight today. You had a rough day?
3: Um, yeah, just a uh, little
9: bit tight, yes.
1: Keeping you off the stick again today. You did the stick the other day. Seemed like you had it. And then yesterday you said you didn't want the stick. Uh, does that make you feel better when you're stickless?
3: No, it makes me wish I was handling the stick better.
1: Whoa. Mm. When he doesn't make eye contact, I like get that. Where it sounds like he's sucking the words back in. I know he's having a rough one.
0: You got to puke the words out. Don't when suck you get them to, yeah.
1: When you get no, you know, I'm trying to do what I can with the stick. <sighs> just stroke the stick a little bit. Oh, you disgusting fuck! <laughs> just stroke. Just come on. Is there anything that you want to talk about today,
3: Fess? Well, definitely the uh, Pee Wee hockey coach in Vancouver, Canada, who uh, the video's out there uh, where he's tripping players after a hockey game. Well, we played this on the iBag a long time ago. Yeah. And so he finally got sentenced mm-hmm. and 15 days in jail for tripping uh, two players. Here's a video, of course, of him going through, and then just puts his foot out and leg sweeps a child!
1: Well, he was, I mean, you're you're outraged, but uh, apparently they agreed
3: with you there in Canada. Uh, Yeah, but 15 days? The kid broke his arm. Now that is assault. You broke a little kid's arm. You're getting 15 days in jail? I never heard of anyone getting 15 days for tripping
1: a a skater in my life. I'm watching, uh, pardon the interruption last night, and they're like, Really? We don't have something before? You know, putting him with actual prisoners? And I'm watching TV, and I'm going, Come on, it's jail in Canada. It's like going to the Hamptons Inn. He's going to be fine. 15 this. days seems like, I mean, I'm very surprised for, you know, I mean, the, tripping someone. And I get it. He certainly shouldn't have done it. But
0: what kind of fucking crazy Canadian lawyer did this guy had? Nothing getting on probation for a couple of years. Anything before actually doing a. They, you
1: get in trouble for more shit in Canada than you ever do in the U.S. I remember one guy, I think he might have been locked up for heckling.
0: Christ almighty.
1: Yeah, they get a little crazy up there. They really believe in niceness. That's now, if this was during the game, you could slash someone in the face with a stick. But since this isn't the game, tripping will do it.
0: Unbelievable. they got to fucking revise their laws up there. Same thing in like Britain. That's
1: up to there. Whatever they want to do. Why don't they run their own country and leave us out of it?
3: So they should revive the law. To revive ma- it? To be That's for bringing it back. To make it more lenient to break a kid's arm. There should be less of responsibility no, th- for attacking a child.
1: I think that you have to look at it for what it is. He didn't set out to break an arm. I remember when a couple of guys schoolboy Sheepy, and he went down really hard, came up in tears, but it was meant as a joke not to hurt the guy.
0: That was emotional hurt he got, right?
1: Um, I don't know. I heard his big back hit the, hit the floor pretty hard. Oh, by the way, the person kneeling down for the schoolboy—none yeah. other than our own Fez Watley. <laughs>
5: in Fez's part.
1: defense, he was told to do it. That's Fez's amount of thinking. Someone told me to do it. Um, That's what the Nazis said. Did they? Because I never met any. I think they're in Brazil.
0: Always the last few. The ones, boys
1: I mean. from Brazil, doing their game.
0: They got the fuck out of Europe, you know what I'm saying?
1: When you, they, they fucking lost. <laughs> when you lose, you just fucking scatter. <laughs> so you get the fuck out. And Jewish people gotta hate Brazil,
0: right? For harboring all these fucking Nazis. Like, they must just have a serious beef with that entire country and area. I would. If I was some sort of Israeli national, I'd fucking hate Brazilians. Why? Because they harbored all those goddamn Nazis. The facade had to go in, fucking take them all out.
1: Wouldn't you like them at least for their well-paved asses? They're
0: physically attractive, sure, but, you know, their
1: ethics, boo. Uh, Lonnie, you're on the Running Fetish Show.
4: Hey, Fetish, I thought you got two minutes for tripping, man. I thought think this uh, penalty's pretty harsh.
3: I don't see where it's harsh at all. To it, This is a grown man in a position of responsibility and goes after a 10-year-old kid.
1: He did a joke, as yeah. Tripping is actually a penalty that you get two minutes on. Everything that you said is correct. That's why the guy got, ended up getting time. He shouldn't have tripped the kid afterwards. Um, here's John. You're on the Manifest Show. Hey, guys. Hey, Pepper.
4: Maybe the guy chose jail instead of probation. It's coming from a guy like yourself, maybe that
1: would be a choice you might make as well. Like uh, Pepper always says to the cops, go and take me. I got more time than money, my friend. I got more time than money. It's true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is going to be uncomfortable for a little while, yeah. but...
1: You can do it standing on your head.
0: <laughs> Same mentality my <by> Dad. <laughs>
1: All right, someone wrote in... Um, If you hate ELO, you hate happiness. And then West Millie Tom said, Open, and then closed when I heard ELO. Whoa. Um, here's John. John, you're on the run of Fez Show.
4: Okay, so let me get this straight. Yesterday, Fez was defending the daughter, saying that the parent was basically a bad parent for embarrassing his daughter. But this guy that broke his arm, well, he shouldn't have got as bad punishment as he got.
3: Yes, yes. It's both, uh, the one was humiliating their kid yesterday. This guy is attacking children.
4: Well, wasn't that parent attacking his daughter?
3: Yes, and I said he was wrong the whole time. You really gotta pay attention. And I guess he's gone. So I was consistent in both things.
0: Yay! Oh, fuck you, dude. Fuck you! Yay! Get some! Get some! Get some! Get some! Get some! Get
1: some! Get there! Get because he was getting silly?
3: I didn't understand it. <laughs> Why what? he's slamming a table and screaming at me.
0: That was a good thing. I was telling that guy, I gotta get some from you, because you're fucking laying that jerk out. That's a positive thing that just happened. He was on your
1: side. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now you understand. Now I get it. Now it fit through that big old mustache of yours. He's laughing with you. Not at you. That's why he was pointing. As to saying, look, we're together. Look. Never take us apart. We're going to fucking do this. We're going to do this. We're fucking side. See, it doesn't
9: feel like it. We're fused together at all times.
1: I don't know when the next character is coming in. I can't wait. I just keep (laughs) looking over that door, waiting for the doorbell to ring again.
0: It's coming. Don't you worry.
1: Oh, that was your papers? Those are my papers, yes. It's going to be really cool. Well, what are you going to do about it? Oh, what were you telling us about the Google thing?
0: Uh, Sergey Brin, the co-founder of Google, he was at um, the TED conference when they have fucking TED talks. And he goes on to say during the TED talks that smartphones are emasculating and you're just standing around and rubbing this featureless piece of glass. I know what this fucking guy is doing. He's just trying to shill his goddamn fucking glasses. No, he
1: yes. is right. I'm not going to sit there and finger glass when I can wear really cool glasses. Bullshit. What's this guy want me to do? Wear a fucking Vietnam fucking telephone in my backpack and call shit
0: in? That's that's, that's the last manliest fucking phone. If, if this... All right. If my fucking...
1: Smart- to me, the last manliest uh, phone was smoke signals. To take a blanket. That's... But it. By the way, I refuse to believe that anyone can read... Smoke signals. I think that's the biggest lie. No, Native Americans <laughs> had that shit unlocked.
0: Because there was, was, was fucking barely any fires. So they could actually get some messages out. Yeah,
1: but what would the message say? Puff, puff, puff. Well, no. It's like fucking uh, Morse code. There's yeah, sure it is. It's 3 a smoker
0: like the fucking Whitey's coming or whatever. There's <laughs> Buffalo to the left. I don't know. Why are they
1: going to call us whitey? Because
0: they hate us. For good reason. We fucking worked them all out. They're gone. Wait a minute.
1: You're not on the United States thing. You think that we should have shown up here on the shores, saw there was people here in Turner around.
0: No, no, no. We could have fucking negotiated. We didn't have to just wipe them all out.
1: We did negotiate. <laughs>
0: yeah, we gave us some beads then said, here, you like these beads? Right, now I'm
1: gonna fucking shoot you hey. in the head. <laughs> then fucking counter-fucking come back with something else. They're good. They a primitive people. James Cameron has really got to you with that Avatar film.
0: Yeah. I want them mining our fucking, our land for some weird chemical.
1: What do they even call that drug? It was like, uh...
3: Anobtanium. With... That's crazy sounding.
1: By the way, that's the man who doesn't go to movies. And that was during his no movie time. Oh, no! You're such a catshipper. You're such a catshipper. I know he was lying that whole time. But, quite frankly, I don't care.
0: How many movies do you think you saw when you were saying you weren't seeing them?
3: Ballpark. One a week. None. You're a liar. Avatar was well before that. No, was it? What was the last movie you saw again? Was it Machete? You're saying Machete.
1: I'm gonna fucking cross reference <laughs> some things. Oh Jesus! All right, Nine, ten. I had no idea we were co- cross referencing. So, you're not gonna buy the Google Glass.
0: No, Google Glass and kiss my ass. 1500 bucks. Screw you, Sergi Brain. I don't wanna it's go. Fucking nice. I-, man. I don't wanna go around saying, okay, Glass, fucking look up some pornography for me so I can watch it as I'm talking to people and they'll never know.
1: And Why you- won't they know? I'll be able to see the opposite side <laughs> of
0: your pornography. I think, I think, I don't know if you can see it from the other side. I haven't seen things in in you. If you
1: can see out, you can <laughs> see
0: in. I just I thought Google had some like special cool shit that they you know it's not fucking totally
1: translucent. I remember when they tried a couple years ago to sell that they were going to show movies on glasses where you wore headphones. Yeah, and uh, I took it home, um, watched it because we they gave it to us because we did some live reads, and I watched it once and then have no idea where it was. I should have fucking it.
0: How was it that one time?
1: Super cool. All right, Liz says fire, and she is, in my opinion, the Twitter producer of this show. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. goes, Hey Hicks, what's the Google's guy's name again?
0: Sergey Brin. Sergey? Yeah, Sergey. That's how I pronounce it, all right? I'm not some Russian national, okay? How is that actually pronounced? Sergey, maybe? I don't know. I'm guessing that cuz I call him Sergi or you're gay. I'm straight. That's Sergy. <laughs> Hello, Sergi. If i man I'm like hey Sergi Brit, how's it going? I love searching for shit through your website. You know that Google is it, just good for finding tits.
1: <laughs> you're Brit- so fucking aggressive. Can I say something to you? Sure. This is why you don't have white friends. <laughs> you're so fucking aggressive. I feel like I'm being attacked at all times. You feel, you sound like you're in the movie The Warriors. It's just You're just constantly yelling out. I got to go on the island.
0: Quick. And there's a bunch of guys dressed in costumes trying to beat the shit out of me. Can you dig it? Oh, shit. Cyrus is dead. Poor
2: motherfucker.
0: That guy never stood a chance. At least he had a giant black fucking power army on his side. Oh, boy. I was
1: so nervous where that was going. <laughs> It's okay. They're... I thought it was going to be a penis fucking remark. <laughs> I do about this I think Big Cat's back into the show today.
3: I think he's feeling it.
1: You feeling footsteps right now with the kid? Doing your character bit?
3: Uh, I think I'm going to have to wait and hold judgment till I see all four of them. It's every bit as stupid as yours. <clears throat> and he's every bit as believing
1: it. Like I'm getting it done. I'm getting some character time. He is getting some character time. Um, Brian, you're on the run Fest show
6: uh, Yeah, Ted's got to calm down there uh, See you, Ted uh, This McConaughey character Are we not going to call this kid out That he stole this character from Dazed and
4: Confused Or are we just going to let him ride with him?
0: What the this?
1: fuck are you talking about? That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard, Brian That's the dumbest thing known to man You smoking crack over there? If so, I'm coming over No, don't why not? You know, There's you no pope. I'm living in a popeless world. I'm gonna smoke some crack.
0: Don't don't smoke crack. There's gonna be a new pope shortly. So
1: I get on that glass dick.
0: Get that glass brick in your mouth. I
1: smoked the TV.
0: Now you can't watch your stories.
1: And you don't have any more crack because you smoked it all. Should have thought ahead. I'm just watching the following anyway, and then I watched 19 shows on Sunday night. All the I don't watch any voting off shows Good So yeah I'm starting to keep my scarf over my Thing like Steven Tyler I'm gonna put scarves on everything
0: All the kids know Fucking guys set some scarves up in the in the morning
1: Yeah Take care of Mr. Tyler's microphone
0: And God help them if they fuck that up We should go down to
1: spring training And do some games from there That'd be awesome we should do it, but instead of just announcing the games, we'll fucking heckle. Um, here's uh our good friend Queen Elizabeth.
4: Ronnie Pepper Hicks. Hey. Um, the bet for no um uh, movies was done the um spring before Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal.
5: Whatever oh the hell yeah. That
4: garbage was. That was May 2008 when that movie came out. Avatar was released in 2009. Liar! 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 Liar!
3: I'm not believing this.
4: It's on IMDb. Go it's right it. there on IMDb. Because I remember... Because do you remember... um What's-his-face went to see it behind Eastside Dave's back, and he got so pissed. Oh, he said, oh, yeah. I thought I was supposed to give up pasta or okie cookie or whatever the hell it was. Yeah,
1: you're right. What
4: yeah. was his name?
1: Uh, the one before you. The, the Pitsy. F- Pitsy, yeah. Pitsy. Well, oh, fucking. He was a pip. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck?
4: Yeah, exactly. And it's surgy. Well You thought one, Pitsy was good? Picks. No, I, I la- thought I said like-
1: something else. He was a
4: He was funny. He was, was he? Yeah, well, he was like, it, it was like a horror show, yeah. you know, watching it. That Okie Cookie story was just... The
1: yeah, Okie Cookie was definitely, when he ate his friend's jizz, <laughs> that was definitely the highlight of his fucking And then fucking worked career.
4: food into it. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Already. Yeah.
1: So you got caught in a live, Fez. Would you like to pop...
3: Absolutely not. That bet didn't happen until 2010, and uh, uh, Avatar, Avatar was the was Christmas before. Year.
4: Look, IMDb. You are
3: wrong, Your Majesty.
4: No, I don't think so. IMDb says that the, the Empress East, has no clothes. The Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull release date in the United States was May twenty-second, two thousand eight. That's true.
0: That
4: fucking internet says. And it, it was before that because Eastside Dave was so
1: pissed. Stay on it, D. A. Don't let it get away. Don't start typing. Talk to
4: her. The bet wasn't about the Crystal Skull. No, it was about movies in general, but... Dave was pissed because that was the one movie he wanted to see because he's a giant Harrison Ford. He is. He loves
1: Harrison Ford. He loves.
4: Can't get enough of that guy. And Avatar's release date is December eighteenth, two thousand nine, in the United This That's came true. up when Christopher
3: That's Nolan said there would be no Riddler in the third Batman movie.
4: No. It, uh, yes, it was. Because, no, because Eastside Dave. was Get there, your facts
3: it. straight. Eastside no. Dave wasn't here Chris, then. Because... You're Ronnie thinking of two different movie, movie bets. No, Ronnie has... You don't to have to your shit to together, movie. Queen Elizabeth. Why can't you just admit that she got you, what's She the big didn't deal. get me. Christopher Nolan she said she in October of 2010... No, because that's when you... ...that there
1: would be, be no Riddler. The last the movie I had seen
4: before that was I machete. can't hear you guys
1: are talking over
4: top of each other. No, because that... That's when you said you weren't going to go see the Dark Knight anymore. You gave up. That was a. She got you. Oh, you what? are so misinformed. And a machete was released September third, twenty ten.
3: Yes. Right. That was the last movie I saw before I said Christopher Nolan announced No Riddler, which was October 2010. And
4: how did Eastside Dave and and uh, Pitsy get into? Because this is only happening
3: in your crazy mind. Oh, I'm the crazy one. Okay. Yes, you are.
1: Well, you you've went to a couple mental institutions, haven't you, Queen Elizabeth? And you're taking a bunch of drugs to keep yourself. Yes, takes one to know one. And you lock up every single day.
4: No, I'm. Make I can't it. say, but my memory's, I guess, apparently not as good as IMDb. <laughs> yes, guys, check IMDb. What? Tell you what, why don't check. you check IMDb? I just, oh, holy shit, shit I on. just did, Damn. Queen Bitch. And by oh, the way,
3: no! You a you're fucked
4: up! What? By the way, I Are taped you drinking the today? shows on my Inno. One at a time. I taped the shows on my Inno. Oh, nice. you, know, that's, uh, you know, and I can recall and, there's, and Dave's shouting out dates You weren't supposed to go see that movie Remember, we all took a bet You're we
3: talking about it. two different
4: movie bets
3: I'm explaining it well, to you know how And how you're too you 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 stupid on to one one listen oh, time shit. Time. Time. Oh, oh, shit! Damn! Damn!
1: Queen Elizabeth? Yes Thank you for calling, darling
4: You're welcome, Ronnie Alright, bye-bye Bye
1: Why can't you have a disagreement without being so fucking mad?
3: Because
4: she's calling me a
3: fucking liar. We called you
1: a liar. We were the ones pointing.
3: And I explained everything, but she still won't listen to it. She's pathetic.
1: That makes her pathetic?
3: Yes. She just wants to bash me.
1: Is this more of an anti... And she
3: doesn't even have anything on me in that respect.
1: Is this more of an anti-woman thing?
3: It's an anti-that-woman thing.
1: Is she your new Mikey D? Is this how you get rid of another loyal person?
3: I I don't think she's loyal to me. She loves the show. She can't stand me. She can never stand Dave.
1: Is this the new shower
3: bench? Yeah, yeah, that's fine with me. It all is, isn't it? I explained to her exactly what happened. I have the dates. I have the articles. But she still doesn't want to listen. She still wants to come after me.
1: Okay. Can we move on? Sure. What do you got in your pocket today, Fess? It seems like you got the energy. You're ready for the stick.
3: Um. Well, Morrissey has put out a statement that said, if more men were gay, there would be no more oh, wars. Oh,
1: gay bit.
3: Because homosexual men would never kill other men.
1: Well, just during sex. They don't pick up rifles and do it,
3: though. <laughs> I think this is really doing a disservice here. After all this time and getting Don't Ask, Don't Tell repealed and off the books.
1: He's from England. He's not part of your country. I don't know how the members of this show think that Canada, United States, France, South America, Africa, that we should all be living under the same set of rules. Now, I'm going to back you up on this. Gay men have proved they can kill through disease. So I find that highly impressive. Kind of like chemical warfare. It is in their own way. Fuck a monkey. Get that weapon. Spread it. Spread it. Through unprotective sex or as I like to call that Sex. Unless you're Miss Teen Delaware. Scott, T-Town, you're on the run of Fez Show.
4: Hey, man, I don't care if Fezzy's right or wrong. The new headline should be Fezzy the Pitbull attacks the queen. punching out. Love it, Fezzy.
1: Fez actually uh, is very angry today. Um, here's John Shreveport. You're on the run Fez Show.
4: I was just wondering, He's been calling Queen, uh, queen of bitch, kind of like somebody
1: calling bitch a fag? Yeah, it is kind of the same thing when you call a woman a bitch. Uh, or they don't B-word.
4: like
0: that
1: at all. Uh, derogatory. derogatory. Yeah, it is a derogatory thing, thing based on her sex. That's mean. No doubt about that. You can't get around it. But that's only the only reason why he called her a bitch is because she's not black. Because if she was, we know exactly what Watley have said to her. Um. Here's Joe. Joe, you're on the run of Fez show.
4: Hey, uh, how you guys doing? Good. Hey, I wanted to say, uh, Fez, if you didn't think gay men killed other men, did you ever hear of a guy named Jeffrey Dahmer?
1: Well, I don't think that Morrissey meant it in the way of, they won't murder an old John. Uh, because they be, or a young twink, they're certainly willing to do that. But That's they, one of my fears. They don't uh, line up uh, armies and march in. It's not going to happen. You're not going to get. Fez Wadley with it. the stick today.
3: Um, let's see. Ah, uh, taking time
1: in between bits thinking it over waiting for that door to go off who knows when it'll happen we know it's going to happen within this hour
0: It's it, it, at any time it can happen you hear that fucking doorbell
1: I'll tell you this when it comes to Fez Watley he's taking care of business every day and he's taking care of business in every way
3: a great video on the on the wire on the i uh ufc fighter justin Wren going over to africa how many fights did he have that i don't know one that's the beauty of being
1: that you just only have to have one fight you're now a mixed martial
0: artist you're 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 in the fraternity
3: and just how the kids are enamored with his blonde arm hair having never seen it before, and just thrilled to touch it and see it and amazed by it.
1: Yeah, this is a little uncomfortable, like this kid touching, huh?
0: (laughs) You think he took a afterwards?
1: It's really funny. It's a really sweet fucking video if you want to see it up there. We should have called it the White Gorilla, because they basically act like he was a gorilla that walked out of the fucking jungle and into their world.
8: They're having a great time.
1: You have to go over on the iBANG and see this.
8: Uh, arm
0: hair.
1: They don't have. It.
3: It's really, really amazing.
1: Have very hairy arm hair.
3: All right. So good um, push on that face. And then sh- they get into his beard and everything else. I would be a god over there with my body hair. The kids would be thrilled to see me. That's you don't want to. I can host that. a children's show. Oh Jesus. It's uncomfortable.
0: You realize what you were saying, right?
1: I think if they were doing that to Fez, he would think they were making fun of him and then go running into the jungle.
0: Don't do that. There's wild animals out there.
1: Yeah, I think in the case of even Queen Elizabeth, we can disagree and still, you know, talk to each other. i are going to the anger place.
3: I just got very frustrated. You, get, you do I that, but not. you
1: don't miss Shower Bench? used to give us all kinds of stuff and bring up great stories and angles.
3: Shower Bench uh, just had a whole new agenda of constant attacks. Because we disagreed politically.
1: (laughs) That's what that was in that pause. (laughs) That's what we were waiting for.
0: Oh! Good news! We have another one, somebody coming by.
2: Hello, love. I'm Julian Cumbersnatch, self made millionaire. My friends call me Cumsy. Not Cumsy, but Cumsy. I made me money in America, not in America, but we exported to America, mostly uh, England, factories in jolly old London. You may call them cigarettes here in America, but over the pond we call them fags. <laughs> it's true or Bob's your uncle. It's what? It's true or Bob's your uncle. Or I miss now. It's true or Bob's your uncle? Bob's your uncle. And what did you sell? Cigarettes. Oh, okay. What do you call them over there, though? It's like a factory. <laughs> we call we have a cigarette factory, and the, we call we call them fags over in London. A, p- a pack of cigarettes is a pack of fags. <laughs> oh, thanks, it's Cumsy. It's I think the mentor is now. It's clumsy, not you know clumsy. Yes, with a b, right? Yes, clumsy like semen. No, no, no. Cumba Oh. All right, Cumbersnatch. Snatch. <laughs> Z. There, there we are. There That's cumsy. There we but are. Like you're eating cum. No. N- okay. No, no. Well, we straightened that out. It's not straightened out. It's, it's not straightened it's out. Cum-ba-zy. It's cumsy. <laughs> cumzy. Cumba Z. Cumba Z. Say it like three times. Cumsy, cumsy, cumsy.
1: And I'll say cookie three times.
2: Cookie, cookie, cookie. Oh my
1: god, it's... It's a time machine for me.
2: So what else you got going on, Cumsy? Uh, well, what are you going on about with this time machine? Alright, I'll tell you what, we'll hire Is anyone it, at the fag factory. Doesn't matter if you're poofed or not, Bob's young. What the young hell on?
9: are you doing
3: with this
2: character? Well, what else do you have to say, Cumsy? <laughs> Don't you just hate younger women? Give me any old bird, any day of the week. The older the bird, the better.
1: Yeah. Why,
2: Cumsy? You do. You don't like an older woman. You can't appreciate an older. I just don't know why you are bringing that up, Cumsy. I uh, don't understand the segue. Uh, I, I'm in. That's what I'm interested in. Okay. <laughs> It just <laughs> come out of nowhere. That's the thing. Well that's that's life. Things come out of nowhere. Okay, Cumsy. Z
1: How was I saying it? Cumzy. Oh, so it's Cumsy. Z
2: Cumsy. What else is going on, Cumsy? <laughs> I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'd blow a four-year-old to get a proper scone around it. Bob's your, <laughs> Bob's your uncle? Bob's your uncle? Bob's your
1: uncle. I'm to make sure I'm getting this straight, Pap. Yeah. He's just saying Bob's your uncle? It's like a British term. It's like some slang. Robert is your father. Oh,
2: and Bob's your, your uncle. Your father's brother. Yeah. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Robert is your father's brother. Mm-hmm. All right. You know... <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Cumzy,
1: out, out of all the English music you can be playing, you pick Bad Company for yourself? Yeah, he's a big Bad Company fan. <laughs> Julian
0: Cumbersnatch. He grew up in that era, so, you know. Oh, that's
1: why they call him Cumzy? <laughs> Cumzy, <Cumsie>, yeah.
0: Cumzy.
2: <Cumsie. laughs> you know... Over over the pond, we only have BBC <laughs> in the Queen's country. That's mm-hmm. the British Broadcasting Corporation. Right. In America, people think I'm talking about Big Black Cock. <laughs> Bob's your uncle, huh? That's not true.
1: No that's, one, that's
2: what he's
0: experienced. I'm, he's I, I'm very familiar
1: th- with the term BBC. And I've never heard anyone to go... <laughs> That big black cock for any apparent reason.
0: You're hanging out with ignorant people. Doesn't
1: even make sense. Anyone to make that leap, I I start to question. Bob's your uncle. I know, Comzy. A little I, time for Comzy to think, huh? Uh,
2: well, I mean, I saw that Miss Delaware porno yesterday. <laughs> M- it. Miss Teen Delaware. Right. I gotta tell you, somebody's gotta teach that girl to shag. She looked naked the entire time. Bob's your uncle, eh? Huh? Yeah, Bob is. Oh,
4: shit, clumsy. No.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Rich, you're on the Running Feds show.
4: Hey, Ronnie, I fucking love this character, Combsy. He's the best. He should only be allowed in the studio to be that character.
1: <laughs> All right, it could What's, be. We what? could keep Combsy. Combsy's strong. Combsy. I don't know about the first guy, but Combsy's a lot of fun, and people are liking Combsy. And people love a British accent. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: Pe- wh- people wh- love everything I Did do. you see
1: that on uh, TV over there? <laughs> you Big the Black God Corporation? <laughs> well okay uh there is uh, one yeah there is one he, he, He's back I'm, ignorant. I'm ignorant here's chad you're on the running face show chad hey how we doing
2: yeah
4: is is it
2: clumsy or clumsy
4: come i z i'm letting you know because are you english or are you australian
2: yeah you know me My mother was brought up in australia not exactly Australian blood, but she she was born and she was she was raised there, not born there. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but here's Gary, you're on the run of No sense no that to your character,
1: comesy uh, <laughs> Keep it yeah, simple, Ryan. Cumsie. <laughs> Keep it simple, Cumsie. Don't fucking start adding a, a weird backstory that you're gonna forget later. That's not weird. It's the <laughs> truth, mate. Well, just because it's true doesn't mean it has to be in radio. I try to teach that all the time with the fact checkers. Uh, here's uh, Gary, you're on the run fest show,
4: oh yeah, Ron. Uh, winner winner chicken dinner. I think we have a winner here,
1: yeah, it seemed like yeah, people do like comessy guy Cumsy, is there more
4: Humzy.
2: I mean i I appreciate the love, but it's yeah. nothing compared to the love I feel in in England, you know right. i'm I'm renowned for my fag making and <laughs> Uh, you know, I like Mule 10 times better The, the full flavored You know <laughs> The better than the menthol That's that's our money maker So
1: you'll actually put your mouth on it Yes Okay Sorry for the setup Here is uh, Bill
4: Uh, Gumsy Call order 0069 there my buddy
2: I bought it
4: Hooah uh, This guy's radio
7: gold, I love him Gumsy, welcome to the show
2: um, thank you.
1: Any more, Comzy? Before you get going.
2: I mean, I. This is just a shout out to all the all, the old money in England. You got to get used to me. I'm here to stay. I'm not going away. You're not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. In
1: other words, you're here. You're queer, and you will not disappear. Yeah. Thank
2: you, Comzy, um, <laughs> Comzy. I'm not going anywhere. What's <laughs> <No one say laughs> that you're fine? Stay as long as you like. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. But he actually even looks English. It's a, it's a good. This is this
0: character or this person rather.
1: Yeah. Is a winner. Uh, Danny, you're on the Run and Fez show.
4: Yeah, I'm a straight man, but yeah, I love Cumsies.
1: <laughs> okay, Charlie, you're on the Run and Fez show.
4: Ron, it's a method actor. He's, he's not breaking character. kind of like Daniel Day-Lewis. I, I, I really
1: like that. This kid swung me today. Yeah, the kid know. is... See, he just needs to find a spot. Here's Chris. You're on the Run of Feds show. Hey, come with me. I would
2: love to hear more about the Fags Factory. I'm very interested in that. Well, you see, we distribute about 60,000 packs of fags a day. We put them on the trucks. We send them down to Liverpool. Where they are then shipped up do we need uh, these details?
1: I, I, you know, the weird thing is, Fez is furious with Queen Elizabeth and gives Comzy just a full fucking pass today. Who would have thunk it? This is a weird one. All right, Comzy, we're going to let you go because,
2: you know, we struck oil. Bob's your uncle. (laughs) Yeah, Bob's your uncle. No sense in, you know, pushing it too far. I have to jump on the underground anywho. Yeah. Get, Get back to me flat. Been a Bob's uncle time on Ron and Fez show. Yeah. <laughs> why do you love? Why do you love Cumsy so
0: toodle,
1: much? <laughs> to loo fellas. Alright, there you go. Bye Cumsy. Rush, you're on the Ron and Fez show.
4: Yeah, hey Ron, I want to know if they call Cumsie the fag king of England.
1: I don't know what they call him. <laughs> why does that make you seriously you're in fucking tears right now?
0: All right, I told you, we're getting to the meat of this man oh, right? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, you started weak, no doubt about it. <laughs> the first guy half have to ask that in. Well, you
0: know, Mule, we came up with him yesterday on the air. I tried to flesh him out. But, you know, Julian Cumbersnatch, otherwise known as Comzy, he's a winner. I love him. And I think people at home love him, too. Hope he makes it okay. I mean, we don't call it the underground here. We call it the subway. Uh-huh. So I hope he finds the you know correct signage to get back down to wherever he's going. I guess JFK to get back to fucking London, Heathrow.
1: Um, here's Doug. Doug, you're on the run of show.
4: Oh, my God, Ron. I had to fucking pull over. I swear to God, I never laughed so hard in my life. As Comzy. i so fucking Lily. <laughs> but the problem is, it's not a truck. It's a Lorry. Come on. All right. I'm going to check.
1: Send Comzy back in, would
0: you? Comzy, get back in here. Comzy, come on. Cumsie had to run to the bathroom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seems like he had a Cumsie he had to get rid of.
3: So did Mule. Yeah, he went uh, to the bathroom also.
1: I think... Uh, he, goes, a- he might run off to throw off after every fucking bit that he's doing. Well, that's this hour. And you claim that they get better? Well, the last one is a fucking winner.
0: This next one... Is a winner. It's like, look. I'm telling you, it's, it's, we're building up. It's, okay. it's
1: fun. It's a fun day. You're definitely building up. There's no <laughs> doubt about that. And can I just say this? You put something in your mentorship. You had less than 24 hours, and he showed up with something.
0: I'm proud. I'm proud of. I'm proud of Comzy. You should be proud. Or Comzy, rather. I can't tell you what his real name is.
1: Isn't what Cumsey f fez I mean uh what Dave calls himself when he has sex?
0: <laughs> or he makes cumsies. That's he makes cumsies.
1: Alright, we gotta break then. Very exciting though, with Cumsey. Oh yeah. Is the next guy a foreigner? Just tell me that much.
0: Yeah, he's a foreigner. Good. <laughs> he's, he's not in this guy. country.
1: Good. Alright, we will break uh Back in just a couple of minutes, Fez, what do you got in your uh in your head here
3: today uh the latest odds on where the new pope's going to come from
1: Africa no doubt about it we've been here. actually, we even thought the African was going to get in last time when we got the german that German thing was a huge mistake. It was a giant mistake. He's all but destroyed the Catholic uh, church. I wish you'd have brought that up earlier when we were uh watching the Pope fly out. He's already gone now. Bye, Pope. Uh, we'll be right back. It's the Ron Fez Show.
2: This is the Ron and Fez Show.
1: The Ron and Fez Show, Thursday. And also, Character Day. Waiting for two more fun characters to stop by. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see Mule again. Yeah. But, Cumsy I think, uh, will one day come back to the show.
0: Exciting. Julian Cumbersnatch. A.K.A. (laughs) Cumsy
1: You know that it's a funny character when it's got a ridiculously funny name. Uh, The old SNL used to call that the Walter Crankcase version of How Not To Be Funny. Um, There's a thing going on in New York uh, that we found out about uh, through a listener called the First Time Fest. It's happening March 1st through March 4th. Now, the deal is... All these people are coming in from all over the world, and it's their first film that they make, so they get to present it. And I thought, well, that's a cool enough idea. But the second part of, it, of this is what really got to me. A lot of filmmakers are coming in, uh, established filmmakers, to show their first film and to talk about it. So... uh Mary Van Peoples is stopping by. Philip Seymour Hoffman is going to be there. Sofia Coppola, T- Todd Salance is going to be there. And at the end of this entire festival, uh, they're giving out the John Huston award and Darren Aronofsky is going to get there. Was his first film Pie? Pie was his first film. Wow. Uh Which is a phenomenal film And Marty Scorsese Is going to be hanging that over To him So it's a really really cool idea Because when you think about it You know with the first time films Sometimes you're like Oh I get it This guy's a fucking genius Uh, But other times people Take a couple films that develop
0: it's pretty fucking... It's it, This is a fucking brilliant idea.
1: It is. It's absolutely a
0: brilliant idea. I love it. Because you could... You can grab people that, you know... If they switch what they're doing, like an actor to... Like Philip Seymour Hoffman, his first film was, what, three years ago? But they still... They get Philip Seymour Hoffman, because technically that was his first time directing.
1: It's great. Right, and it's a totally different experience for him directing than it would be acting in a film. Um... But the reality is this, there's a real difference between, in my opinion, we'll, we'll give up some of the best uh, all-time uh, first films, and then we're going to do the Twitter contest, as we're going to have uh, Joanna Bennett and Mad- Mandy Ward stop by, uh, and we'll give away what I consider one of the great uh, first-time films of all time, Sling Blade.
0: Easily. Easily written, directed. It was fucking a brilliant a brilliant movie.
1: And I hate to make this all about the 90s, but every year in the 90s, it felt like we got a great first-time director. Doesn't happen as much anymore. Kevin Smith. <coughs> I was 94. Well, you know, we have a, a list up on the eye bang of the first, but yeah, Kevin Smith was one of the first who did it on a on a budget. See, I I take this a, I take this a different way. What I really like about first time directors, my favorite kind of first time directors is not the actor who's been around a long time and then gets a direct direct, and oh, I've got these stars and all. Like if you watch the independent film awards, there are people up there and they'll be like, "Oh, this is my first film, but I got Jennifer Aniston in it." To me, thats I don't mean to say that it's cheating. It's still a difficult thing to pull off. But what I love about like a Kevin Smith or an Ed Burns, it's like, this is my first film, and these are my strange friends that I met along the way, and they're all in it together.
0: And we're making this.
1: Yeah. uh, If you go through it, uh, to me, Wes Anderson was one of those filmmakers. Not only do you get Wes Anderson... But you also get Owen Wilson and Luke Wilson and then they kind of branch off and become, you know, movie stars. Uh, Kevin Smith the same way. Not only are you getting this first time filmmaker, but all these other characters that are going to be working in other films and his films in the future. So um, you know, from just a fans point of view, it was really, really cool when Kevin Smith broke out, because no one saw it coming. A, you shouldn't have been able to make the film, and then B, nobody should have seen it, because it shouldn't have got a distribution deal, and he was able to pull that into a career, and you know, branch off, and do all kinds of cool stuff. That's the kind of story, like, when you're a fan, you like to follow a little bit. Alright, we've got it up on the iBang. If you want to get in on this, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ, 866 Ron Zero Fez, who's kind of that first-time film. I'm going to cheat a little bit, because a lot of people probably doesn't know that this is a first-time filmmaker, uh, and he came out of Broadway. But Orson Welles, that was the first film that he ever made. Um, And... I'm talking about Citizen Kane, of course, and then he could never really follow it. But on the other hand, no, good, neither could anybody else.
0: Still regarded like in every film class in America, like this is the this is it. This is the greatest film ever made.
1: Yeah, what and a fuck? lot of that had to do with the fact that he worked Broadway and he also worked radio, and he had that whole cast of characters. So all the people in that film he had worked with for a long time, in you know his radio projects, which was like saying he did TV. So, at the time.
0: So when he was ready to make this film, he was ready. Like he was literally ready. He had the team around him to he fucking every, pull
1: it off. Yeah, he had everything around him and they all knew each other and knew how they worked. Who's some of the names we got up on the I Bang?
0: Uh Joel and Ethan Cohen for Blood Simple.
1: Blood Simple's interesting because it doesn't even completely feel like a Coen Brothers movie yet, you know?
0: Yeah, but there, there's there's parts though, like the, the noir feel. There's some weirdness in it, mm-hmm. and just the double crossing, and just great Frances McDormand. That was the first time she worked with them. I think that's... Well, was she already with them? She I already think, married them? To... They just got, they got married that year, mm-hmm. so it was either right before or right after it. And then you know she wanted to do so many other movies with them, and it was great in all of them. Yeah, she's great in everything. But Blood Simple's <laughs> a great movie to watch, just because it's fucking the Coen Brothers' first film. Is
1: Spike Lee up on the list? Spike Lee... It's ridiculous not to have Do the Right Thing on that list.
0: Do the Right Thing is an amazing first film.
1: And he was also... I mean, in a lot of ways, it was the same kind of situation as we were talking about with Kevin Smith that Spike Lee shot that in black and white and it was, you know, using a... Kind of vernacular that you hadn't heard before, you know. It was a great first film.
0: It's really strong. Also, I got a uh, Spike Jones up on here for being John Malkovich.
1: Spike Jones, you could actually. Well, who's the other guy that does those? Uh, Charlie Kaufman. No, the the other director that uh, does Charlie Kaufman, the the Frenchman. Uh, Gondry. Yeah, Gondry. You probably couldn't count because he's done French films first. Um, let's go over here to Jason. Jason, you're on the of Fez show. Hey, boys. How
4: you doing? Good. Hey, I got a question. Um, who directed that movie Kids that came out the early? 90s?
1: That was Larry early Clark. 90. Larry Clark. <coughs> who's uh, Chris Stanley's favorite director was in the world. Is Larry Clark up there? Larry Clark's on there. I figured he would make a list that you would be involved in because <laughs> I don't think a week has gone by that you haven't mentioned either kids or a Larry Clark film?
0: Well, ki- kids came out when I was in high school, and mm-hmm. it fucking just had a big impact on me. I think a lot of other people, because it was just so, it seemed so raw, because you actually used of-age kids getting fucked up and having sex in New York City.
1: See, that's the thing. If you look at a lot of movies about sex, there's adults playing... You know, kids. Yeah. So they're like, "Oh, I gotta lose my virginity and look at her big." T- you know what I mean? Yeah. But everyone's like 25 years old. When you see actual kids doing it, you're like, "Well, just wait, buddy. Don't. <laughs> it's no rush. Don't. Yeah. Don't, honey. Don't. You guys are all drunk. It's not the right way. <laughs> you shouldn't be uh, this fucked up this year. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, wait. Use that condom. Oh God. Oh no. No, Chloe. Chloe.
1: Now you got the have... <laughs> Um, Leon, you're on The Ron and Fez Show.
3: Ronnie B.,
4: you are my hero. And I was so happy to hear you say uh, Spike Lee, but Spike Lee's first movie was uh, She's Gotta Have It.
3: Isn't
1: that what I said?
4: Yeah. No, you said do the right thing, my friend. All right.
1: You know what? Here's the thing. Thank you for correcting me. I don't have anybody else to do that. Uh, but they've got the IMDB sitting in front of them the whole time, and they're not talking and watching. But I was thinking she's got to have it because I said it was shot in black and white. But I did not. You are completely right that I didn't bring it up. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. It's exactly what I was thinking. But did not say it correctly. Glad to be corrected for that.
9: Actually
3: IMDb has two films before that. Well we're not talking about shorts that you did. No, these aren't shorts. These are uh because the shorts are listed that way. It's his college
1: films. Is it the wh- which one is you bring up, Fez? Sarah. Yeah, these are those are college films. Uh the one that we're talking about is the one that he released.
3: Oh, okay. That uh, she's got to have it. Then,
1: what about you, Fez? First filmmaker?
3: Well, uh, my favorite, well, my favorite first film one is um, it's still my favorite from the from this director, Christopher Guest, Waiting for Guffman.
1: Well, see, there's an interesting thing because I don't know the weird thing about that uh, because it comes up somewhat is that real first film was done by Robert. Rob Reiner, working with those guys. And a lot of people consider that the first uh, Spinal Tap. And that was Rob Reiner's first film. But it used all the same people, and then he kind of handed it over. And even that improvisational way of doing it. But the weird thing about that is, I've never seen him work with Rob Reiner again. And those films kind of come across as the same.
0: They the same tone. Yeah. That is weird they never work with him again. Maybe well, I
1: guess of... because Christopher Guest thought, you know, I should have been directing this from the beginning. But in the back of my mind, that is always the first Christopher Guest. I never leave out the Spinal Tap, you know. It's the first Christopher Guest. It's all.
0: It's everyone from the rest of them. Everyone
1: <laughs> from the rest of them, and, and everyone's there. This is all up on the iBang right now. Favorite first films by a director. Who else you got?
0: Uh, Ed Burns comes up, Brothers McMullen. Love Brothers McMullen. That's a fucking great film. And from that film, he's been making movies for twenty years. It's 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 amazing to see these just these first films that these guys do and it just launches this amazing career.
1: Well, Ed Burns is another one of those guys and that he went out and made this on his own on the real cheap. And you never saw any of the actors before. And, you know, I think, uh, and he still does this, he'll use his parents' house, yeah. uh, you know, his brother's block. And he, it, but it also It brings in a different kind of feel to the whole thing. Well, it seems more
0: organic, and just to see some, like, I don't know, grassroots, whatever way you want to call it, it makes you feel better that it's, success, it's become successful. I think it makes for a better movie because it's, 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 this is the first thing they're getting out there and people are seeing.
1: Um, yeah, you're, you're right And then most of the time you have to find it yourself as well Like most of these things Like you're really, really happy If you find it I remember when I went and saw Reservoir Dogs uh, I immediately went back And took everybody that I knew back with me And then as they're watching the film I'm staring at them Going, Huh, what did I tell you? Reservoir Dogs was one of those uh, films That you kind of knew A change was taking place at the time. And that's what we had out of 90s filmmaking that you uh, you just don't get anymore. You just don't have that stuff. Here's Jay. Jay, you're on the Run of Fez show.
0: Hey, um, yeah, I was in Robert Townsend, Hollywood Shuffle.
1: What has happened to Robert Townsend? What, what is he, he doing five, now?
0: Oh, I don't know what he's doing now, but he did five heartbeats after that. And then, I, I don't know what happened to him after it, that.
1: It just seemed like he was one of those guys that was going to be making a lot of films. And he certainly came out of Hollywood Shuffle making a bunch. And then you never heard from him again. I'm going to go over a a couple of names. One from the 70s, Terrence Malick. Badlands was just so... It's still... It's just an amazing film to sit down and watch. So beautifully shot. Somebody else we've had on our show before... uh, is uh, Julian Schnabel, and he did Basquiat. And that's a film that I've watched dozens, dozens of times. And also has a great soundtrack with it. Yeah, that that
0: movie was put together beautifully from the the cast. The the cast alone, a lot of those people in the cast weren't huge at the time. They just... He brought them in just fucking... Well,
1: there was also some people that were fucking huge, and he did that again himself. Uh, Jason, you're on the Ron and Fez show.
4: Hey, Ron, Fez, and Ted. Hey, um, I'm going to say Gone Baby Gone, not because I'm a big Ben Affleck fan, but because when I saw it, I didn't realize he directed it and how good the movie was. And I was kind of shocked that he was the director of it.
1: Well, there's a kind of an interesting thing uh, about that as well. Um, because... The the weirdness of that was we expected it to be bad because the media was just beating the shit out of him oh, he got the at the time because he had been dating a famous person, and they had a movie that didn't do so well and was just they just had him in the bucket, and then he does this little street film, and uh, it um, it just was really good, and it made people turn around and look at him differently. Uh, lots of folks throwing stuff up On the iBang um, Steve McQueen Hunger Good Call um, Eraserhead Should have definitely made the list Because Eraserhead was an independent film That I think he Went Like five years Shooting it on weekends When they could get the cash And the guy had to keep the hair the whole time Ah, <laughs> That's great um, no one's brought up Gap, but that obviously belongs there. Let's go over here to uh, Mark. Mark, you're on The Runafez Show.
4: Hey, Ronnie. I believe it was his first film, and it blew the industry wide open. Easy Rider, Dennis Hopper.
1: Uh, Easy Rider was his first film, I believe. Um, Jeff, you're on The fest Show.
4: Hey, what's going on, boys? How yeah. are you? Good. Uh, you know what? Brian Singer did an awesome job with Usual Suspects. Awesome movie.
1: But here's an interesting thing about Brian Singer. If you look at that film and then the rest of his career, you almost can't trace that. It almost looks like what happened to that guy who did Usual Suspect, who's now going around doing these superhero movies.
0: Wow, yeah, it's almost all the superhero shit. He's like the X Men. He's just the X Men guy.
1: So, you, like, I guess he took that thing just as you know a hired gun or did he be, become a hired gun after the fact I
0: think he, he did he, this was his way to get in like just to start he just didn't movies. give a
1: shit about that type of movie
0: well i mean it's maybe just doing this because he knows he can direct so now he's going to take what you know x men giant blockbuster movies but
1: the point is you're saying like he never really wanted to do he would have rather start it with that kind of movie. I think
0: he was very hungry, so yeah, fucking usual suspects, yeah, let's do it. This will be a jumping off point for me.
1: Um Brian, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey Troy Duffy. Well the In weird Dark thing States. about Troy Duffy is well Chris likes his second movie better uh, Than he does his first. <laughs> Troy Duffy was supposed to be the new Quentin Tarantino, and all those guys. It was really weird that they were always looking for the new Quentin Tarantino after he come back. It was always going to be some street guy. And the,
0: the documentary made about the making of Boondock Saints is one of the fucking the greatest things to watch, just to show this guy blowing up and everything else that happens afterwards with this the Boondock Saints script.
1: Well, most of this, yeah, most of what happened there was what they didn't do, you know, <laughs> how long it actually took them. So even when you get the deal, it doesn't mean that the deal is actually going to go your way. Um, here's John. John, you're on the Run of show. But Yeah,
4: What about uh, Billy Bob Thornton with Sling
2: Blade? I mean, Dwight Yoakam as Doyle is the best asshole I've ever seen to this day.
1: Uh, That's up on the list, and we actually brought that up in the beginning of this. Uh, Phenomenal, phenomenal film, and uh, I would uh, agree the whole time. Um, Now, here's the weird thing, too. Someone brought up uh, Duel with Spielberg. I would say no to that because it was a TV movie. Like, you don't keep everybody to their TV stuff. But if you watch Duel and it's this truck driver chasing yeah. these people, see, yeah. it's so much like Jaws that you can't <laughs> fucking. They must have said, look, we saw what you did with that truck. Now do the same thing with a shark.
0: Here's a budget. Let's go.
1: Here's a budget. Go way over it, get confused. <laughs>
0: Build this crazy giant fucking shark. When I was a little kid, I loved Spielberg. And I was obsessed with trying to find Duel, like a copy of Duel on VHS. And when I eventually saw it, I was like, this is the shit. I love Did you ever see
1: any of the TV episodes that he did? No. He did a night gallery that was pretty fucking good. And then he would do just stuff like McLeod like when he he was pretty young he would just do like episode TV
0: did he have a, uh, that amazing stories was he a producer on that yeah
1: that came way after the fact though that was like that was either, he uh, was a big yeah he was already a big big deal at the time <clears throat> but Night Gallery wasn't him that was just like a, a paycheck for him but what was his fur oh Sugarland Express was the first uh film film that he did And that would, if you looked at that, it's the exact thing as Brian Singer, where you go, all right, this is a really good movie, and it doesn't really remind me of Spielberg at all. But this was a step in. This is how he got it started. Yeah. He wasn't exactly making the kind of movies that he thought he wanted to make. Uh, Jesse, you're on the Manifest Show.
4: Hey, um, he never really was able to live up to it, but Richard Kelly's first film, Donnie Darko, was amazing.
1: Yeah, Donnie Darko is a very, very strange and interesting film. Are you a fan of that one? Hicks?
0: Yeah, I heard about it, and then I got I got a, a copy of it, and I was like, holy shit, this movie is so fucking weird and dark that I, I can't not like it. Um, it's the next movie. Yeah.
1: Let's go over to uh, Todd, Missouri. You're on The Running Fest Show.
4: How you doing, buddies? Good. Uh, I believe this is his first movie, and he really has never added up to anything since. his was uh, M. Night Shyamalan for the sixth Sense.
1: That was not his first movie. That was his second movie. His first movie, I know it had Rosie O'Donnell in it, and uh, it pretty much um, flopped, and I still have never seen it, but I remember reading about that that he was pissed that it didn't get released properly. Mm. I think it was a, a battle with him and Harvey about something.
0: It's called Wide Awake.
1: Yeah, I never saw it.
0: I, just looking at the uh, cover is pretty ridiculous.
1: Um, So you, you're you actually judging a book by its yeah. cover? Yeah, oh
0: yeah. There's a child standing on some books, and Roger Donald has a fucking baseball glove on.
1: J- sounds great to me. Uh, John, you're on the Run of Fez show. <laughs> okay, well,
4: I don't know who the director was, uh, I remember seeing the movie the was a Bear, which Project.
1: Yeah, those were just like a couple of kids. I don't even think it was one single director. And then frankly I couldn't tell you whatever happened to them again. They were probably the last people that did the movie for a nickel and had it going to make a hundred million.
0: Yeah, more than a hundred million. That thing was gigantic.
1: Alright, a hundred billion. <laughs>
0: He's getting some trillions in there.
1: So this would be very, very cool to go down to this if you get the opportunity this uh, weekend in New York City. uh, First Time Fest. It's happening March 1st through 4th in New York City. Uh, Joanna Bennett and Mandy uh, Ward are stopping in uh, to say thanks to... Uh, a listener named Michael who hooked us up with this, and we just started reading about it. We couldn't fucking believe it. I was going crazy. And I'm like, this can't even be happening, that all these people are coming back and doing this.
0: It's really cool. It's a great idea. Very it's exciting. the
1: first year for it. I can't imagine that it'll be the last year because the idea itself is just uh, uh, brilliant. Um, Hicks, what other names are on? Have I missed anybody?
0: Uh, Edgar Wright with on the Dead.
1: Huge fan of that. Uh and that I went back and saw uh why would we put in wildlife? Um the huge fan of that film and uh went back to see his space T V show after the fact. And they were all together on that, you know? Yeah. It was all the same people.
0: Yeah, Simon Pegg was in there, right? And so and, was the
1: other one, Frost. Yeah. And um
0: it's funny, too, because I I have saw some fucking movie. No,
1: people are writing in the comments, uh, say anything. Cameron Crowe did Wildlife before that. Um, but, yeah, uh, Edgar Wright is great. Edgar Wright is one of those guys. I'm going to see all of his films.
0: I saw, I saw some movie that was, like, blatantly ripping off his style, too. Because it's, uh, it's, it's a distinct style he has.
1: Well, he even says he got it from the Cohen brothers. Moving the camera around like that. Now you're pissed off?
0: I feel silly. I didn't, I, never, I didn't hear that, so now I feel like a...
1: That's why you need to go to the First Time Fest.
0: So can they, they can educate He's got
1: you. a movie coming out this year. It was on uh, G-Baby's, um, I think, he called it 13 Films to See in 13. See all 13 in 13 Hours. That's his big 13 13 13 that he's
0: doing. He's only, he's only going to show an hour of each film?
1: Yeah, he's trying to go up against uh, Butnamathon <laughs> and do 13 13 in 13. Yeah,
0: they're doing, he's doing an end of the world movie called The World's End.
1: Herschel, uh, you're on the Run of Fez show.
4: Hey, Ronnie Bitty, sound like a million bucks.
1: Feel like a million eight.
4: Hey, hey, Pepper, I want to smoke weed with you. Anyways. How about uh,
1: Louis C.K. and Pootie Tang? Louis C.K. did Pootie Tang when he was a uh, young guy. Still hasn't gotten the follow-up film to that. And I'm sure after this uh, um, show that we will see Louis direct a movie. Yeah. Lock it I'm up. surprised you haven't brought up your fucking favorite director that you kept pushing me to book on the show T Sizzle yesterday.
0: Terrell, come on, baby, the coalition.
1: You're not gonna believe this. I read this last night, it happened after we had Trell Suggs in here. He's going to Cannes with a short film. His he did a short film. Not the coalition that was picked. And he's he'll be travelling to Cannes.
0: He's living the dream. He's living his vision. He
1: told us he was. No one's going to stop him. He's
0: got the ring. He's going to be in fucking France.
1: Uh, John, you're on the Running Fez show. Hello? Yeah. Hi, uh, THX
4: 1138, George
1: Lucas. Man, I never could make it all the way through that thing. I never even saw it. You never did? No. And there you are, the world's biggest Star Wars fan, and you never once sat through that. Nope.
0: Never never gave it a try.
1: His second film, I think, is fucking brilliant. If I actually... Picked with George Lucas, I'd I'd take American Graffiti over everything that he's ever done. I thought the big problem was they didn't sell toys and sheets.
0: He could have got some Um, science.
1: But that THX, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's when he just tried to be uh, Kubrick. And he tried to set up the standard kind of uh, Kubrick-looking film, and people didn't buy into it.
0: He just fucked it all up.
1: People say, there's some people who really love it and people who think it looks great visually. I've seen it on TV and I tried it on DVD or whatever. I just never stayed with it.
0: Well, you just not have to worry about directing anymore.
1: But I guess there was plenty in it that, you know, made people think um, that,
4: that
1: there's a lot more that he could be doing. Hey, Sean, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ronnie, what do you guys think about the first two garbage films? All right, hold on. I've got Liz spire correcting me, saying Cameron Crowe wrote The Wildlife, Art Linson directed it. I apologize. I thought that was Cameron Crowe's. So, say anything, I guess, was his first film. Hmm. Even though... See, my big beef there was... If you get to be a screenwriter and you're on set for a long time, not saying that there's that it makes it totally easier, but it's certainly much easier. You have a credit. You've moved, but, but beyond credit, you've got experience. So, like, if you did a uh, your first Chris Stanley radio show, right? Yeah. You could call it your first show, but look how much you get to talk on this one.
0: This is where the, this is where the beginning was. This yeah. is where it is. This is where
1: I am. But I'm. technically, you could say, "Hey, look, my first show, and I'm kicking ass with it." Technically, you could say that. But I thought, for some reason, I thought Cameron Crowe um, directed Wildlife. I was rural. wrong. And unlike some people, when I get corrected on the air, I just like to say thank you, and I appreciate it. I appreciate you listening and paying attention. Layers down the stat to fire. And that's why She's my Twitter producer Because All these other people sitting in front of screens Not saying anything Could have easily went over I'm in it Gave it a check What else you got for me?
0: David Bowie's son Duncan
1: Jones and Moon Can I ask you uh, uh, a question? Sure Why are you going to bring up David Bowie in that? Why can't he stand on his own? Oh, he does stand on his own.
0: I didn't know it was Bowie's kid when I saw the film.
1: But why are you saying it now? Why would that matter that he's Bowie's son? I mean, he didn't. It doesn't have anything to do with Bowie. It's a fun fact. Oh, fun fact. Well, my thing is, it kind of feels like it's taken away from the guy a little bit. Like, oh no, um, I, would, I wouldn't look. take it
0: away from him. Moon is uh, one of my favorite movies. That's a fantastic science fiction film. Um, Sam Rockwell's the shit in it, even though he's pretty much the only person in it.
1: Now, did you bring up uh, Joe Cornish, Attack of the Block?
0: Joe Cornish, not on the list, but he's a fucking good director. Attack of the Block's great.
1: We've got this interview coming up in just a few moments, and we're giving away a great prize, Chris.
0: Slingblade, signed by Billy Bob Thornton. It can't get much better than that.
1: I think it's about as good as you can get. You're going to keep
0: it for the rest of your life. This is Sling Blade. This is a movie that you'll be watching until you're fucking dead, unless there's a goddamn nuclear war. You're going to be watching Sling Blade. It's a movie that you're always going to watch. And this is the creator of the entire film, the star of the film. Billy Bob Thornton
1: signed it. He wrote, directed, I believe produced, and starred in it.
0: That's, this is his film in the, the whole way, sense of the word.
1: Let's see Cameron Crowe pull that off. I never see a star in... Or does Liz Sets Fire have an example of when Cameron Crowe starred in something? I like being corrected. It helps me. I wonder why Pips wasn't on that for me. Pips is never going to done a like a stat boy Ronnie B, I've got to correct you.
0: He's got to stand it up more.
1: What he could do is just come over, slap a Nick Basile fucking bumper sticker on my chest. Now, not only will you win this beautiful prize that you have for us, Chris Stanley, uh, signed by Billy Bob Thornton, Sling Blade. You also get a Nick Basile. um, What is it? Nick Basile Radio? Is that what we give out, Nick?
6: Uh, Yeah, we used to give out, yes, Ron.
1: No, that'll be along with it. That goes with it. And uh, it should be very, very exciting. So that's going to be at First Time Fest. Uh, We'll be doing that interview in just a little bit. At First Time Fest. Uh, Will, you're on the Run and Fest show.
3: Hey, I wanted to throw uh, David Mamet into the mix there. I can't think of his first film. I don't have IMDb in front of me, but... You know what his first film
1: was? No, I don't know what it was, but you would think if it was so great, you would have been able to remember it.
3: I agree. I just am a big fan of his work.
1: Uh, I'm a, I'm actually um, uh, a fan myself. I like him in a big, big way. Uh, Doug, you're on the run of Show.
4: Yeah, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, Clint Eastwood's first film was Play Missy for me, which was an awesome film.
1: Yeah, I dig it in a big way, too. And... Clint would also has become one of the great, great uh, directors of our time. And I hope people just don't think of him as an empty chair fucking talker. I could not bust his balls over the empty chair thing. I just, in my head, it never happened. I just let it go.
0: If Romney would have won, they might have recognized, they might have remembered him more for that, I think. Since he would have been on the winning side or whatever of the election. But since Romney lost, no one's even going to give a fuck about that. I hope so. Convention.
1: Because I don't want every time, you know, you bring up one of his great movies. and someone Remember that fucking nutty thing he did with the empty chair? Come on. I don't want it to be that.
0: One nutty thing in 70 fucking some hot years.
1: Uh, First time fest that's happening in Manhattan. March 1st through 4th. In New York City. Tickets. More information. Go to First Time Fest. We got a first responders going on right now. Signed
0: Sling Blade. Billy Bob Thornton. That's what you win as a first responder at First Time Fest.
1: Joanna Bennett and Mandy Moore Award. Uh, Mandy Ward. Mandy Moore. Ward. Joanna Bennett. Joanna Bennett and Mandy Ward will be in. in uh, to talk about that uh, that interview coming up in just minutes. Uh, Higgs, did you do your entire list there, though?
0: That's the list ending with... Did you Dr. have Paul John.
1: Rodriguez on your list? No. Mariachi? Paul,
0: no, Paul Rodriguez on the list.
1: Um, Sam Mendes, American Beauty? No, Sam Mendes. He was one of those guys, his first uh, movie out, wins the Oscar for it. But I believed he was a big theater guy before that.
0: So he had, he had, Same yeah, Same
1: with Mike Nichols in the 1960s when he did uh, who? Uh, well, I think he did Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf into The Graduate, but he'd also directed all these Tony winning uh, Broadway plays before he did that. But Fuck. damn, he was on top of things there for a while, huh?
0: Yeah, really fucking dominating. Jesus, Mike, come on. Come on. That doesn't make sense. Let, let's get, let somebody else get some love.
1: What you're saying now yeah. doesn't make sense. I would actually go so far yeah. to say it's rambling.
0: I know. fucking. But I'm, you're I'm, filling time. I'm on the tracks.
1: You're not doing fake reading. You're filling time, and I give you all the credit for that. All right. I'm ready for this interview. It's mm-hmm. First Time Fest. Uh, FirstTimeFest.com. Uh, And the Twitter contest at First Time Fest, at First Time Fest, be a first responder. Uh, Let's welcome Joanna Bennett and Mandy Ward. The First Time Fest is happening March 1st through March 4th in New York City. For tickets and information, go to FirstTimeFest.com. Joanna Bennett and Mandy Warder are here. First of all, congratulations, because I've never heard of a festival like this before. It's actually a brilliant idea.
8: When um, when we first had the idea, we had no idea it had never been done before. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. We had no clue.
1: Well, the, the thing that is about it is great is you give some young people a chance to have the first time. But the fact that you're bringing back other established people and going over their first film. We've had a great time before you got here talking about who's made the best first <laughs> movies of yeah. all time. Yeah. And some people have rallied after making a bad f- first movie. Yeah. But some, if you look at a Wes Anderson, yeah. mm-hmm. and you look back and think, oh my God, if you go back through it all, look at these things that were there sure. you know, well, really I mean, that early That started
10: on. as a short at yeah. Sundance. So, you know Even where they, they started from and where they went.
1: All right. Good point. Do you consider the short the first film no. or the first? No, the, the first yeah. feature
8: length. Yeah. What's your favorite first film? I, well, you know,
1: I guess you would say <laughs> Citizen Kane. No, that'll but, do it. That's yeah. good. <laughs> but I would have to think the first film that made my jaw drop, and I thought movies are being changed. It's a bit of a cliche, but Reservoir Dogs. The of course, opening no, of course, it's brilliant. Of Reservoir Dogs, I'm like... Why haven't I seen people talk like this? Why haven't I seen this look before? Right. And I think this has changed things. But if we go back to the nineties, mm-hmm. one after every year yeah. we had a great first time. Yeah, director. there was a chunk there for a while there in seemed, the nineties. That was doing like, well. Maybe, uh, was Sam towards, Mendes, like, American. Money Beauty? was
8: floating for stuff like that. Because see one of the one of the issues of, of why um first time fast kinda came into being is Mandy would say things to me like You know, I keep seeing these things cross my desk at her producing job that are incredible projects that I can't get them financed because as a first-time screenwriter or a first-time director or something like that. And sometimes I think it just has to do with the general climate of what's going on in, in film financing. So as you were pointing out in the 90s. I think there was just like a little bit more of a free flow of money.
1: There was a belief that we all wanted to see something new. Because I think, I mean, we're talking about first-time films. All right, Robert Redford's first film, fantastic. But he had been around film for a long year before he made Ordinary People. Mm -hmm. But then if you go over to Kevin Smith, who didn't even know what he was doing and made something great, that's a totally different animal well, you know
8: you know what you're pointing out is is something that i keep trying to express to everyone over and over again is that each one of those films that you just that you just said mm-hmm. kevin smith with clerks uh, orson wells with citizen kane quentin tarantino with reservoir dogs all of those films which seem to have nothing in common have one thing in common each and every one of those films completely informed us the audience of what we were in store for
1: right There was a change taking place, and there was this new voice that was uh, coming in. And we look back on the 90s as if it was a little bit of a golden age, and I can't believe that somehow... We've we've fallen away from the creativity. I think it goes back to what you said about the distribution. Mm-hmm. If you can't get it made, you then know... nobody's
10: going to finance it. Yeah. It's a right. huge problem. And um, we were taking... Definitely there was a different model back then. It wasn't a whole... You know, right now we're sitting in a place of where films are being made for $125 million. Right. Or... A million dollars, you know, there's no in-between. It's like there's no middle class of the film.
1: But we've (laughs) also, when I just watched the Independent Spirit Awards the other night, there was a lot of movie stars there. And they think that when they're doing a smaller film that maybe it's independent. But what you guys are doing with the First Time Fest is people we've never heard of before from different places all over the world coming in and that's much more likely to be a new vision rather than someone who's worked in the system for a while.
10: Sure, sure. That was a big point with us. Um you know, it's important to be able to have voices from all around the world because there's so many different aspects going on in their own countries Mm -hmm. that we haven't heard those voices before right, and with the theatrical distribution asset those directors, which we ended up with first time directors this time around, yeah. but uh, with those directors they they really also want to break into the United States because it is a placeholder for them to get their second film's financed. it's,
8: it's just what what i what i 've noticed is it 's just as hard not it 's it's, it's just as hard to move over as it is to move up or into right. So it's just as hard for an editor to become a director. And get right. that film financed as it is for somebody out of nowhere like Kevin Smith who didn't know what he was doing and just bought a camera and made a movie. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it's even like, harder sometimes.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah, there's very few, and this would, is surprising, cinematographers who seem to move over. You could probably count them on yes. one hand that, yeah. that finally get the opportunity to direct, and you think that would be a gimme.
10: We have been talking to Ken Kelsch, yeah. who's mm-hmm. able for ours,
8: cinematographer for years, and and a total genius and has a life history that is full of stories. I mean this guy was like, you know, serious spooky CIA special forces nom craziness. Like
5: mm-hmm.
8: you know, he's got stories to tell that are that are interesting and that are marketable. But we we read a script and we were like, this is incredible, Ken. Um <laughs> and then we had to say to each other, probably not going to get financed right now. Yeah. You know, well, the content is just yeah. not
10: what people were looking for in the finance world. But yeah. then again, it's going to come back around to that. You see a bit more of it now. Yeah. But it's still hard for them to.
1: Well, it's still hard for Abel Ferrer to yep. get a film financed. Yeah. And you would think slam dunk, but it doesn't happen that way. I think Spike Lee still has trouble. Of course. Which is amazing because who doesn't know the name Spike Lee? Right. You right.
10: know, but he would. You know, that goes back with bringing a little bit of drama where he, wherever right. he wherever you go. <laughs> yeah, but don't you Same think? Thing with evil would, maybe, yeah, so, maybe too. But yeah.
1: would you think that actually makes them more sellable? I mean, don't we kind of want well, when that you bigger get, than get When twice? you get
10: into highly opinionated things of where people won't go see your movie because you have said something, right? right. So, you know, have it, the country it, it <laughs> ends
8: up becoming an insurance issue. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, like the insurers um, don't you know start to think like, oh, maybe we can't insure this project because something somebody's going to say something or somebody's going to do something, and that's it. You know, we hear this about actors that need to go to rehab and stuff like that. It's right. like we can't get you insured, so we can't hire you. You know, and it's like, where is this actor that I want to see in movies again? You know, it's, well, Robert yeah. Downey
1: Jr. What ten years ago was, right. exactly. couldn't do a Woody Allen film, and now he's probably the biggest movie star in the world. Once you know they got around to the trust biggest, him again, the but,
10: biggest comeback ever. You know? Yeah.
1: Um I want to go over the First Time Fest and some of the lineup because you've got these young people bringing in their films but what I love is you're bringing back some really great people yeah. to talk about their first film and what I love about that is no one has probably asked them about this in a lot of years. I mean, this is their real passion, I would imagine.
10: They are really connected. And what we've realized with all the people that we've invited that are coming, like Sophia Coppola for the first night with uh, The Virgin Suicide, she's invited all her friends. They're all coming. Like, Wow. You know, yeah, I, it, don't,
8: I don't think anybody's asked Sophia to do any kind of retrospective yet. You know, she's young. She's a young filmmaker. It hasn't been that many films yet. So I, I think that's why she said yes. But at the same time... You know, it's just been this amazing thing. I keep turning to Mandy, like, I can't believe everybody's saying yes to us. I mean, I just can't believe it. I can believe it, but <laughs> I can't
1: believe who was it. the first person to say yes?
8: Martin Scorsese. No. Okay, so
1: then I <laughs> but, would say we yes too after we I heard
8: allowed that. To, we weren't allowed to announce Martin Scorsese because uh-huh. we didn't know what he was saying yes to exactly because he didn't know because he's in post. Mm-hmm. So, we got Martin Scorsese out of post production, out of the editing room. That's pretty. I can't believe it. I can't believe he's doing it. I'm so grateful. And
1: he's giving out an award to who?
8: He's giving an award he, uh, to Darren Aronofsky.
1: See, this is insane. Yeah. This is insane. Which is my
8: favorite filmmaker. Yeah. Of Absolutely. All time. And, uh, and, A, and
1: another guy who changed things. Right.
8: Yeah. Exactly. Totally changed things. Um, and we're giving the John Huston Award for achievement in cinema. And John Huston, of course, his <coughs> first movie was Maltese Falcon. Right. So, like, Citizen Kane right out of the box with a masterpiece. And um, so uh, we we're trying to design the award and stuff, and we didn't have any time, so I asked my dad to do a charcoal sketch of John Houston, and that's going to be the actual award.
1: So you're going to hand over a Tony Bennett yeah. charcoal sketch. That's yeah, an unbelievable yeah. idea. Now, here's the weird thing. Who would have not known that there wasn't already a John Houston award?
8: I think... Th- there are in like european festivals but i don't think that anybody's made it like a big award in 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 show business in the u.s like i don't think that that you know like it's not like the academy with the irving Thalberg award you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying or or something like that but but there there are awards that are just out there i don't think anybody's like talked about it the way that we have
1: all right let's look over into some of these other folks Melvin Van Peoples is going to be there. Yeah, which
10: he's awesome. He's hilarious. He calls our office like every day. Yeah, has jokes. (laughs) Yeah, he's ready. He loves the Players Club. He's done an event there before as well. So he's he's on board, and I think a lot of people like to see him.
1: He's fantastic, he is. and the Players Club is another really cool thing. Explain to people around the country exactly what the Players Club is. The
8: Players Club was founded by Edwin Booth, who was John Wilkes Booth's brother, mm. and at that time, John uh, Edwin Booth was like I I don't even know how to describe him. He was like a George Clooney or somebody like that. Like literally, there was no bigger. Um, star, and there wasn't radio, and there wasn't television. People had to go to the theater. He was a very big deal. And his youngest brother shot Abe Lincoln. And after that, as an apology to the country, he retired from the stage. And literally, America demanded that he come back on stage. And he also found, like everybody else in show business at that time, anyone's name associated with the theater was very, very, like, bottom of the barrel. Mm-hmm. So, because of the assassination. Um, not that anything's changed. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so he, um, he got together with like Mark Twain and John Singer Sargent and maybe I think also the president of the stock exchange at the time and said, let's make a club because in those days, uh, all those private clubs—you have to remember—it was like the age of innocence, mm-hmm. 1888, right? So those private clubs were the only places that, uh, if you if you didn't belong to a club, you really weren't anybody, and no one, no club would have them at that point. Sure. So those guys got together and and created their own club, and I think that their um, their reasoning was so that um, members of the bill, meaning anyone associated with the theatrical bill, uh, would be able to mingle and associate and elevate themselves with other artists in, or, or with like-minded in other fields of art, and they meant like law and architecture mm-hmm. and things like that, yeah.
1: And this is, so this has been going on for that long. Yeah. And,
8: and it's a totally weird, haunted,
10: crazy place. On, of course, Gramercy Park South, where yeah. you're looking at the beautiful park. <laughs> <laughs>
8: yeah.
1: Uh, so many things going on. you got Sil- Philip Seymour Hoffman uh coming in with Amy Ryan, really two of our finest yeah. actors to talk about his first film that he directed. Now he like I brought up about Redford, he was around for a while before mm-hmm. he got around to directing it. So his story is gonna be completely different than uh Todd Solances who goes back right. to the other thing of who was this guy right. before he came in. Right. And we're already at the point where people are kinda of emulating His films, a lot of younger people. Uh, For me, one of the great producers of all time. As a matter of fact, if I see killer films Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on... Anything I go to see it. Christine Vachon. Yeah. Which, she be... came
10: on as our first judge, yeah. actually. She yeah. connected to the idea immediately, as we imagined she would, uh, because of her support with the independent film industry and first-time directors. So we're we're really excited, and she kind of prefaced, she helped us get, you know, the excitement with the other judges that we have thus far.
1: How long did it take you guys to put this together? Because this is... <laughs> It's really, about,
8: it's about three and a half yeah. years since we had the three and, idea. and a half years, and years and since half the year. first nobody idea. Nobody would give us any money to yeah, do. Yeah, nobody <laughs> would help us.
1: They were like, they were like,
8: they were like theatrical the, distribution. They, they were like, this is the most incredible idea. That's great. Let me know when you get it yeah. off the ground. Well, I want to <laughs> be involved the second year.
5: <laughs>
10: <laughs> Check me out the second year. No, that's we we yeah. we really we really struggled, but we really believed in what we were doing. Yeah, and you know we were waiting to find the right person who was going to connect to it as much as we did, and once we started building that of finding the proper people to connect it didn't get any easier right (laughs) but it did get more supportive and that you know you have to have support
1: and the goal for the first time directors is to get distribution
8: well the the criteria for entering to the festival was it had to be your first time at directing cinematography screenwriting editing or film scoring did i miss anything Producing. oh or producing mm-hmm. and um we were unable to clarify that to the film community or to make it clear enough to that for them and what we ended up getting was uh movies that were all first time directors and I, you know and i was talking to ASCAP is is by the way putting a panel together for us called from rock to score rock stars that become famous film scores mm. um Oh, we're not famous, just they become film, film scores. Um, so I was talking to ASCAP about it, saying my heart broke a little bit that I couldn't get the composers in on this one. And it was just literally that the producers didn't realize that that's what was happening for us. So then after that, one of those criterias is met. Um, the films are judged on... Like, really, there's one criteria for judging them. Does this movie deserve to be seen by the rest of the world, or does it not? That's Mm -hmm. it. Very simple.
1: And these people are coming in, and who knows whose life is going to be changed. Because all the people that we're talking about uh, were somebody before their first film and someone completely different after. Yes. First, um, and
10: what's really interesting is so uh, you know again it's our first year it's like we wanted to help these directors get here but everybody was so excited that they were going to be part of our festival they they're flying themselves in from Australia you know uh, Argentina Chile we have a Mongolian you know, film that's an Australian director. We have an Israeli film. It's like they're they're excited. They're they're in. Actually, they're probably in today yeah. or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Today, but it's it, it was amazing their response as well. Yeah. I think the excitement... They're bringing their a- main
8: actors. I mean, flying halfway we, across we the world. We were really upset that we couldn't give them more of a like a serious New York experience and put them up in a really fancy hotel <laughs> and mm-hmm. fly them over and drive them around that's in true. cars. But I mean, really, our budget was just so tapped. It was like, you guys got to get yourselves yeah. here if you want to be a part of this, you know? And I I'm, I set them up with Macy's to do a special <laughs> tour, and we're viewing things at, like, Bungalow 8 for them, and Norwood, and, you know, fun but, stuff around the city, but yeah. But, you know,
10: something also with them, um, our goal not only is to give the winner theatrical distribution, but as Joanna I had said, the 12 finalists, really, and this will be more implemented next year because of just our first year lack of resources, is we want to Help them with their second films to help them get their second yeah. films financed and to support them in the mentorship that we you know originally set out to do um, to create careers for these people, not just to give them just a monetary prize.
1: This is kind of mind blowing. I've never really seen someone leap into this, and what I love about it too is the first time stuff is going to keep this uh, fed into it, and then what you're doing with the the nights of people coming in and showing off and talking about what films. Just think of the amount of people yeah. that I would love to see. I don't know, Rob Reiner come in yeah. and talk about Spinal, Spinal Tap. Yeah.
8: Yes, we talked about them. Um, we want him. We want him next year. Yeah. Rob, if you're out there, oh. you have to come <laughs> to New York.
1: Well, you know who comes through all the time and, I, and had a, an amazing first film and stayed in that style is Ed Burns, who's just down We
8: We were and corresponding with him. We tried. He was unavailable this year, but hopefully we'll be able to get him next year.
1: But he's certainly one of those guys that... You know, came up with it, did it on his own, and still feels like I'd rather do stuff. In that fashion. And, you know, the last film that he did, I think, may have been the best film they ever I did. I saw
10: it. It was wonderful. Yeah, the Christmas yes. one. And
1: he also was able to kind of put that out in different ways. Yes, it's in the theater, but also on demand at the same time. Yeah, and,
10: didn't they, like, release it before pre-theater yeah. and on the demand? Because I think that's how I watched it, because I was in Georgia at home, but... You know, it was amazing, actually. I paid attention to that a bit because we were trying to get him. At and the,
1: the strangeness, even though distribution has gotten harder to do, cameras and technology has made it easier. Editing is easier than it was 20 years where people can now sit down and do it on a laptop. So there's great ways for films to be made cheaper, yep. faster, and Hollywood has less interest for whatever reason because they're looking to put out a billion-dollar
10: Sure, with the same kind of eye candy content Mm -hmm. that gets people to the theaters, you know, and, and, you know, we really want to at least change or make people aware that there is very good art house cinema that can be, you know, people would go see and people...
1: Yeah, support. Uh, it's going to be an amazing time if you want to get out for this. Not only to see these films, but any of these panels that will be going on and have the opportunity to walk in and hear Philip Seymour Hoffman talk about film, Christine Vishan talk about film, Sophia Coppola, who was, to me, one of the really big surprises. Uh, That first film that she did, Virgin Suicides, blew me away. Second film I thought was even better. Yeah. She's turned into this great filmmaker. Yes. And there was a weird thing of because of her last name instead of working for her we were all waiting for her to fall on her face kind yeah of. but
8: boy what a point of view I mean it's that it's it's hers it's nobody else's it's not her family's it's <laughs> yeah. certainly so yeah.
1: much different than anyone else in her family's done so she's been in this amazing find and I've never really heard her talk at length about this so
8: uh, are you going to come yeah I'm okay, definitely going to be come. there I'm well, definitely going to be have, there we just had this happen yesterday or the day before yesterday Michael Shannon is coming yep. Great. from Boardwalk Empire to do a standalone Friday at 2 o'clock at the Lowe's AMC. Um, we, we have this amazing panel that was also put together at the last minute for one of our main sponsors, is Morgan Stanley. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they wanted a diversity in cinema panel. And so we've got Jenny Lamette, who's the daughter of the incredible Sydney Lamette, and the granddaughter of Lena Horn, um, and who's an incredible screenwriter. She wrote um, Rachel so getting married and which is a beautiful indie film. I love it. Yeah, and uh, Frida Torres Blanco, who um, who who produced Pan's Labyrinth, mm-hmm. and we have a small guy that nobody's ever heard of, Harry Belafonte. You
1: make do. It. You make do.
8: It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we got Harry's, Harry's coming, and then he's going to do a standalone for us just after that panel. So I hope that everybody will want to come to that and and buy tickets to it. And it's um, uh, that'll be on Saturday. The The 2nd at 11 in the morning. It's a brunch. It's lovely. Please come. You're invited. I'll be there. (laughs) Okay, awesome. I I love the
1: idea of this. First Time Fest. I've never heard of anything like this before because it's never been done before. And talk about the independent spirit that you guys had this idea, you know, three years ago and stayed with it until you got it done. FirstTimeFest.com. The Twitter is at FirstTimeFest. Joanna, and Mandy, thank you so much. Thank
8: you so much for having us. For we coming really appreciate by. it.
1: And congratulations with all this. Thank so It's you. just mind-blowing. I'll see you next year.
8: <laughs> thank you.
1: That was uh, Joanna Bennett and Mandy Ward. For your first responders, it's at First Time Fest. At First Time Fest. Uh, Check out for tickets and information. Go to FirstTimeFest.com. Joanna Bennett and Mandy Ward. Uh, I really like them. I think they got the right amount of passion in this. What bothers me is... (laughs) That's the kind of idea I should've come up with myself. I like first time movies. Why didn't I think of such a I bet everybody around the world is kicking yourself in the ass they didn't think of this idea. Damn it. It's the perfect theme and you get to get those uh, very successful people to come back and talk to uh first time directors. Uh, it's at first time fest on Twitter, be a first responder, get the word out there, it helps us a lot, at first time fest now Chris, maybe you and I could come up with like, last time fest, where people just say I'm done making movies this is the last one I even attempt
0: well, we, if we go for actors, we get Gene Hackman since he's retired says he he's don't.
1: done with it
0: so hey, Gene, want to talk about all those movies you did?
1: I'm sure we can get Joanne Woodward to stop by, provided she's still
3: alive. She's still alive. Then let's call her. <laughs> yeah, Book it. call her people. I don't um, know if Middle Fest would work.
1: Well, then we won't know. I mean, if you have to figure out is it, is that your sixth movie? If you made twelve, if you made forty, you know, I'd rather do second time. Ooh, second time fest. And then we can book this on It's the second time around. But I like that Joanna Bennett and uh, Mandy Ward, they came up with a really, really uh, straight-up rocking idea. And I look up on the iBang, and I'm reading some of this stuff back, and I got to tell you, uh, I just have a tougher time giving it to like a a Dances with Wolves with Kevin Costner, because he was, or a Robert Redford for Ordinary People, Uh, both giant movies, but he was a movie star. Established. Before he went in there. An established box office star where he could say, look, I'm going to give you another movie, but I got to direct one, or... I'll star in your movie, but i got to direct it.
0: Yeah, he got it. He he was able to just fucking... see he, he won, and he got it. There was
1: no crazy now, work. De Niro directed that CIA movie, and uh, it's pretty damn good. It's long. It's, I believe, seven and a half hours. I think it's Heaven's Gate. I don't hate Heaven's Gate as much as most people. Oh. I would have been thinking... Michael Cimino was his first movie... Um, the one that he won the Oscar for?
0: i have been checking it now. Deer Hunter? Yeah, the first movie was... No, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot. Wow,
1: actually, that would be a good movie
0: to throw in there. Well, that's a fucking awesome movie poster.
1: You never saw the movie before? Never saw it, no. Let me just say this. You might find yourself a little misty at the end, and I'll leave it at that. Oh, no. Oh. I'll just ask you this. Yeah. Who do you like better, Clint Eastwood or Jeff Bridges? I like Jeff
0: Bridges better. Uh-oh. All right. So I think I I can infer
1: what's going to happen to Jeff. I don't know if you can infer or not. I'm not sure. the bad happens, does it? For the first responders, what a prize we've got down.
0: Slingblade, signed by Billy Bob Thornton. It's a fucking giant one.
1: Well, the thing that I love about that... Jesus, someone's at the door, I'm trying to talk. The thing I love about Sling Blade is that
3: who's here? Do me a favor and open that door up. I'm Just leaning on it.
2: Holmes, Ronnie Fez, how's it going, man? I just got in from Jersey. Sorry I'm late. I had to fix me tenant's shower. He shit himself so much he clogged it, Holmes. Is he Spanish? See, si, see, si. it's Manuel Rodriguez. Well, why is he in from Jersey?
0: He's a super in New Jersey.
1: Why isn't a super in the city?
2: Yeah, this is all the working guy, Manuel. Uh, the, the, it's very difficult for me to get job in city. You and know. you're here from Yugoslavia? No, no, I come from Tijuana. So why are you using that accent? Uh, it's it's from being in New Jersey. This uh, uh, this mix of accents. It- I miss Cumsies. <laughs> I do, I miss Cumsies so bad. <laughs> Cumsies uh,
1: is great. Who is Cumsies? Well, Cumsies is this guy who used to come all over himself and on his own face, and they called him Cumsies.
2: Que? Yeah? yeah. Por que? Yeah, he is. He definitely is. Si, sí, si. Sí. So, where where is the nearest Taco Bell? I
0: don't know, I don't I don't know, Manuel.
1: Why?
2: I I, I need chalupa ASAP.
1: I did not think Mexicans would want to go to Taco Bell. You racist. See, that's all we got. In Mexico, it's so all you have is Taco Bell. Here. You're in Manhattan, there's all kinds of great Spanish restaurants.
2: Quedoba well there is not much here. In Manhattan? Like what?
1: <laughs>
2: you really want me to make a list of Mexican restaurants for you? See, si, see. Si. Just name just name a few. Okay. Um, the top top three. Top three. Top what top trace sir oh what's the trace mean trace it's the Spanish word I don't know manuel I I know no English translation
1: how come Manuel?
2: Manuel, well, how long have you been here for you so uh, coming on uh, two two winters I come those are you mean years two two winters.
1: Uh, Cafe Frida, Rosa Mexicano, Arriba Arriba, um, Pachitos. Should I keep going on or? see you don't have. is to your, that plenty?
2: Not to uh, uh, I see. I see the light now, sir.
1: Okay. I think yeah, I see him as kind of Mexican, Jewish, Transylvanian, <laughs> Eastern European. I means. am
0: Jewish. <laughs> You're a Jewish Mexican. You see. Okay. Is that is that weird? Yes, it's strange. What else you got going on?
1: So well, you're Jewish and Mexican?
0: See. Si.
2: So tell us a little bit about the Jewish faith. What? Um, well, when I was uh, 12, I did uh, bat mitzvah. Mm-hmm. Became a man.
1: You and, didn't wait till you were 13.
2: No. Our bat mitzvah is like a Tijuana. Oh yes yeah, tequila, rum, rum. Why rum? The pigs, uh, cops. No, 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 no. Like <coughs> those type of pigs. So, see a lot pork. On on bar mitzvah. See, yes, lot of pork. <coughs> you understand that you're Jewish and- in Tijuana. It is different culture. Clay,
1: you're on the Run and Fed show. Clay. Lost you, buddy. Uh, Don, you're on the Run and Fed show. And let's go over to Ken. Ken, you're on the Run and Fed show.
4: Yeah, I got it. I figured it out. He's a Hispanic Hungarian.
1: It sounds kind of similar. And sad because everybody loves
2: cumsies. See, I am very hungry. Hmm. What else you got? What else you have to say? Yeah, my my uh, soon-to-be wife Juanita, she is locked in bathroom downstairs. Uh, Why I. Do- are Why are you laughing? <laughs> he helped he helped me put her uh, and lodge her in in bathroom. No, I didn't. Why? No, I didn't, Manuel. Because yeah, she she has loud mouth. <laughs> Sounds like you're abusive to her. Manuel. No, no, no. I love her with both hands. <laughs> Uh, Jeff, you're on the run of Fez show
1: Manuel
0: see. Si. What do they call cigarettes in Mexico?
3: Uh, you don't have to answer that, Manuel See, there's a
2: joke there, <laughs> Manuel You could have nailed it See, si, oh. I, I know smoke La fumar That so. was a joke you What do they it.
4: call meatballs in Mexico?
2: Um,
1: he's not going to buy into it John, you're on the run of Fez show
4: Hey, Manuel I'd love to hear you roll your R's
2: like a good Mexican, Arr, Roberto, Roberto. What else, Manuel? What else you yeah, got? Else? So my m- on the list? my girlfriend has fat ass <laughs> and tight pussy. Oh God! Manuel, come on man.
0: That's your girlfriend. You I mean, can't the be fact
1: s- that we can work blue doesn't necessarily mean we should be that blunt.
0: Why would you even tell us so about your girlfriend's <laughs> type pussy?
2: I, I think everybody should know.
1: Yeah, No matter what country you're from, I don't think you'd say that.
0: No. So it's disrespectful the, to her.
1: Manuel, the intern, is really bombing here. Yeah. He got one character over that everybody was happy with. And
2: that's about it. By the foreigner? Uh, you know... I haven't had this much fun since the 70s. Why? What happened in the 70s? Uh, I met my first wife, and uh, she's she still lives in Tijuana. That is with with me six
1: kids. With me six kids? Yes. Now you're suddenly like Scottish or Irish.
2: No, me. You know the translation. Am I for me in English? English. Por favor. No no habla.
0: You're talking in fucking English. No. Edwell.
2: No bueno. <laughs> and of course his seventh grade
1: Spanish. See. <laughs> si. Lance go ahead, buddy. Well, let's go over uh, Bart. I know you're on the run
4: and fed show. So uh, is he the Mexican boy
0: you ever seen that movie, Manuel? See, si, see, si. Borat. You think you sound like him? Five star. Let's
1: hear you uh roll your eyes.
2: Roberto S. Rubio. And what's your catchphrase? Is it Roberto's your uncle? My my, my catchphrase is hey Holmes. That's it. Hey Holmes.
0: Like you're a gangster. See? Si. But you're a super in fucking the middle of Jersey.
3: Uh, you know. First responders contest still going on. What a great prize! Sling Blade on DVD and it's signed by Billy Bob Thornton. Make sure you tweet at First Time fest, at First Time Fest on Twitter.
2: Why is this your uh, song? I like foreigner. I am foreigner. I like foreigner. What? I don't know why this fucking seems to be doing well With half the room
1: <clears throat> It seems like if the show isn't Named after you And you aren't depressed about this You find it hysterical But I guess if I walked outside And my fucking neighbor's house was burning down I'd probably start laughing myself <laughs> um, Let's uh, go over to John Texas show me on the show
4: <laughs> hey, Cico de Mulo, go get
2: Cumsies. We miss him. I I, 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 I not know who you're talking about. It was Cumsie without a B. Cumsie. Is he a nice guy? No. No? He's kind of a dick. Somebody said he was yelling at a refrigerator. I I not want to meet him. i I afraid of violence. Yeah, it's... Uh... Am I getting paid for this? Or... Some, That'll never be happening in your some baby, future. Some baby wipes. Oh, yeah, you need baby wipes. Yeah, some some food. Baby wipes. My wife's baby. been in the bathroom for for many hours.
1: I think we gotta go to break, uh Comzy. Yeah. Do you need to say anything else? Who is comesy You have
2: a big exit line? K S. comesy Do you have a big way to get off? I I guess I go back to Nueva Jersey and I uh I fixed laundry room, which was set on fire. So that's your exit. Uh, you got like a big joke to leave? That, uh, that is no joke. Someone okay. set laundry room on fire. All uh, right, Manuel. <laughs> hasta luego. Bye, Manuel. Bye, Manuel. Yeah, Oscar
1: luego. There he goes. Bye, Manuel. That's Manuel. Feels like the first time. <sighs> Why don't we uh, break here? Back in just a minute, a fest Show.
2: I
3: saw The ocean's Daughter
1: First responders Stay on top of it It is, of course uh, At First Time Fest At First Time Fest You know, if you just went by All the different characters that we have in here You might forget Maddie Ice is still on uh, Maddie Ice yesterday in football Very, very big deal Alex Smith finds a home In Kansas City With Andy Reid Good fit, bad fit.
6: They needed a quarterback, so it's a better fit than Matt Castle, but they gave up way too much for him. The 49ers had no choice but to get rid of him because they're not going to pay him and Kaepernick. Right? Why give up a second and maybe two seconds for him? It doesn't make sense to me.
1: I think the thing is, is the beauty of this, I think it works for Alex Smith for this. He wasn't going to win a Super Bowl. Here he's not going to be asked to win a Super Bowl. He's going to do what he was asked to do last time, help a team rebuild. And then step out of the way when they get a young quarterback. For him, it's fine. But
6: for the Chiefs, I don't, I don't understand. When you're rebuilding, trading away two high draft picks for someone who is an unspectacular quarterback—he just is what he is.
1: Andy Reid though has a thing of let's win, let's get to the playoffs, and let's get out early. So that's what he's after doing. he has got to go long, Andy. Uh, yeah, and this—the the the stuff that he gave away may help him get out
0: of the uh, playoffs as soon as playoffs. possible
1: and for, over the next couple of years. He doesn't an, want to be too an successful. You're an Andy Reid guy, though, right, Hicks.
0: I like Reid, yeah. I like him. I think this is fucking good. I think combined with Jamal Charles and Alex Smith, this is looking really good. And Andy Reid fucking coaching the guy. And Dwayne Bow. Yeah, Dwayne Bowe. He has He has fucking decent receivers. If you catch the ball.
1: But there's I no like, the percentage game. What percentage Andy Reid wins a Super Bowl in Kansas City? As many years as you want as long as he's there and they're there. As many years as you want? Yeah, that Andy Reid and Kansas City together win a Super Bowl. Three.
0: Three, three percent.
1: percent? What do you got?
0: Three. 74 percent that he won the Super Bowl.
1: 74 percent Fez <laughs> at ten. Alright, I think three is a little high. Uh, I'd like to say zero, but how can you prove zero? So I'll just say point. One one percent. I was debating
6: one, but I give him,
0: you for the doubt, just to be nice. You know what? Doubters and haters of seventy four percent. At this point, it looks good. It's looking good for how them. Do you, how? Well, always
1: looked good in Philadelphia for the past fourteen years.
0: What looks good in Kansas City? I just told you, running game, receivers, <laughs> Alex Smith fucking coming in who's he running it, behind they're gonna fix the fucking goddamn offensive line in the draft that's
3: another question what percentage that Alex Smith gets carried off the field injured because he can't be protected in Kansas City he's who tough before halfway through the season that would be who gives a shit percent
6: and the Chiefs fans are known for cheering when the quarterback gets hurt also that happened last year Happened
1: once <laughs> there's only six of them out there
0: Arrowhead's <laughs> gonna be fine it's all looking good it's all looking fucking up for the, Chiefs, up for the fans. Chiefs yeah yeah, Matty Ice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, it doesn't sound like you fucking actually think
1: Nothing has good happened there since Len Dawson. <laughs> that's how far you go, go, gotta go back.
0: What's wrong with optimism for that franchise? <laughs> What's wrong with that? I mean, I'm a huge fan of Jamal Charles, but he's not gonna do it himself. I know. That's why Alex Smith is there. <laughs> Alex Smith. Yeah. The leader. He's pissed. He's fucking... He's he's looking to fucking... And make... you
1: were... Yeah, by the way, you were with me when we weren't picking the Niners
4: because of <laughs> Alex Smith.
1: And when Fez says, Kaepernick for- made everyone forget about Alex Smith. We all laughed in his face. And so why would not we care to remember Alex Smith? Now, now just because Andy Reid picks him up, you're like, we're on our way. They'll have a chance to shine. <laughs> all right, what is this NASCAR story? I'm trying to wrap my head around it. It's... It's the controversy
0: it. that
6: no one knows anything about, really. Somebody was suspended, right? Jeremy Clements is suspended indefinitely. He's a nobody driver. He's he's a one man crew. He's his own company, and everything. Uh huh. But he was suspended for making a racial statement to an MTV reporter that was not aired. It was not recorded. It was not written into a magazine or website. But he said it. She wrote it down. She went to NASCAR. They called him and said, hey, did you say this? And he said, yeah, that was me.
1: Here's what I don't understand. If you're the reporter, your job is not to go to NASCAR. It's to go to MTV. Whoever MTV is waiting for, they need to put this thing out because that's what your job of a reporter is.
6: Yeah. Now, instead, it won't be published and no one's going to ever know what he said unless she tells them. What's the person's name? Jeremy Clements.
1: Oh, I did find it. Jeremy Clemens actually said this. Allegedly, all Asians can suck my shit, fuck farts. (laughs) Which, that's pretty bad. Fucking, this guy should be drummed out of
0: the whole thing. He should be drummed out of the core. He should be branded.
6: He he said it was racist by term, but not by context. So it wasn't about anybody, it was just a racist term that he threw out in conversation. What could that be? He
1: said said they're trying to drew me down. (laughs) It's exactly what he said. Or he said they enrigged rigged something. Or let's go Dutch treat. Whatever it happened to be, he was not thinking it out completely. Uh, first responders, first time fest, first time fest, at first time fest this is the way you play it on the Twitter game. Um, it comes back to the thing, though. If you say something racist and no one hears it, did you say anything racist. Just deny it. No, like, can that. you say something nice and racist while you're in the shower by yourself? <laughs> I don't yeah. see why not. Yeah, you can. No one hears it, you're not uh, racist. Are, or are we at the point you can't even think anything racist? Because I will tell you this, and I think that it goes to show how far the country has progressed and we're doing great. In Mississippi, the, in all over the news today, Uh, a person, a gay person that was running for mayor was murdered. So to see us moving along at that kind of progress
3: damn yo in my lifetime, I never understood it. There must have been a huge fear that this guy was going to get elected.
1: The reason why I said that, and thanks for the give and take, is that when I was a kid, they would have said black men was murdered in Mississippi. But we've moved out of that and to, uh, forget the racial part, of it; and it's just sexual part. America, you're coming on strong. We are growing. It's 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 good to see. I like that,
0: you know. The problem is that NASCAR has been trying to say, hey, we're not
6: just all racist rednecks. We have like, the ESPN deal now. We're good for everybody. And then this happens and sets them back a couple well, of years again.
1: Yeah, this is um, what we're dealing with all the time of trying to put one foot. In front of the other without stepping on our dicks. America.
0: We're not dick steppers.
1: <laughs> but sometimes we just happen to step on our dicks. Uh, oh, Schwarzkopf's funeral is going on right now. Starting I would have thought he would have drawn Oh uh, It's up at West Point. You can't even get in there.
0: Probably private, yeah.
1: I drove up to West Point a few years ago and tried to get in. And then, uh, then how yeah, did it they, go? They, Huh? How'd it go? They turn me around. They're like, uh, they go, yeah. Can we help you or whatever they say? And I go, yeah. I just wanted to go in and look at West- well Look at what? I go. I just, just want to see the barracks and stuff. <laughs> everyone's doing. I'm coming back from up. Check out the campus. Tell so, like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what, are you crazy? We're Boop. in a world at war. I go. Look at me. I'm one of us. Turn around. See the skin, buddy.
3: Chill out. Turn around, white guy. Wow, Schwarzkopf's been on ice for a while. He died last year. It's been a while. They had to wait until they
1: could find a nice platform in in West Point. My prediction, that's not even him in there. He's with the CIA. You'll never see him again. The body or he never died in the first place? Exactly. He never died in the first place. I say that about anybody who's higher up.
0: Well, with the fucking technological advances, they can cure anything at this point.
1: I personally think there's a dead hooker in that box. <laughs> Did he kill
0: her? Or was it just a dead hooker?
1: No, it's just... They just happened The
0: government just fucking whacked out a hooker, fucking threw her in there. All right, this is fucking fine. I'm gonna fucking kill some well, prostitutes.
1: You know, I'm gonna tell you something right now. And this is the biggest controversy... Oh, I don't have time. Uh, we're bringing in a new character. Yeah, new characters I coming. This one is uh, coming into a uh, another fun
2: song. Hey, it's me, Frank Watson. I'm out and I'm proud. What? Where are the cocks at? It's jizz time. What's up, guys? Who needs the me packing district when you have my asshole? Jizz time.
0: Yeah,
2: jizz time. <laughs> jizz time. God, I wish there was a sperm flavored chewing gum. that I could blow cum bubbles even when I'm not gagging on a strange dirty cock.
3: <laughs> Dan's time! Dan's time! This is a blatant ripoff!
2: If I, had- All I
1: hear him doing his popcorn.
3: All
2: I hear it's, is the, 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 <laughs> south of the things that he said. My name is Frank Watson. <laughs> Frank Watson. If I had a dollar for every time my asshole's been <laughs> reamed out, I'd own a fucking skyscraper in Dubai.
5: JIZZ time! TIME!
2: And if I had a dollar for every vagina I've licked, I'd be fucking bankrupt. Time for some jizz time. Suck my hairless balls.
5: JIZZ TIME! time!
2: Don't you guys find lesbians annoying? They should jump on some cock already. It's the best. Jizz.
0: Jizz time!
2: Jizz time! Hey, you guys up for a fuck session? <laughs>
0: well, straight, no, Frank. <laughs> straight, Frank. Franky! Yo, Franky.
2: <laughs> What's up? So, uh, how much cum do you think I can slurp before I start vomiting? I
3: was gonna ask if you had anything else to say about jizz, apparently yes. Jizz, jizz time! phrase!
1: you guys to work in as a team now. Jizz I, time, brothers.
2: <laughs> jizz time for the win. Jizz time!
1: Jizz time! Jizz time.
2: Jizz. All I want is my own fucking personal combine, to see how fast I can make college dudes cum. Manti Teo, I'm looking at you, sweetheart. Jizz time! I love living in Park Slope, picking up the youngest yet still legal dick, bringing it back to my apartment and draining it of semen. Just time! Just
1: time!
2: Jizz fucking time.
1: Uh, here's Kevin. Kevin, you're on the run of show.
4: Uh, Ron, I love the original all-new character, Frank Watson. That is not original. <laughs> it's not all new. Yeah, but
1: it's finally funny. Brand spanking new. Yes, time! Yes,
5: time!
2: Frank Watson dancing up a storm. What kind of guys you like, Frank Watson? I'm into mostly Puerto Rican and African-American males. <laughs> you don't like white dudes? I mean... Emmanuel Rodriguez was just here I mean, I will be with a white dude If I have to If I have to When did you move to Brooklyn? Uh, It's been so long Uh, About three years ago It's not that long, Frank For me it is
1: (laughs) Jazz Jazz time! time! He doesn't improvise, does he? (laughs) Improvising (laughs) is not for him I like so, a catchphrase like this, though. Just right, time, man. Two fucking characters. Two out of fucking four, fantastic. 500,
0: bad 500. Yeah. I, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with it. I mean, oh, I want to aim for I'm better. Static. I want to aim for better, but shit.
3: This last one is a disqualification. Why? It's not an original, all-new character. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is.
1: He did it before. He did it last
2: year when he was all locked up. <laughs> So, how much cum do you think I can slurp before vomiting? She already did fast
3: that? I bet it's a lot. Fake prank. <laughs> I,
1: jizz time. Jizz time. I don't know whether. I guess he's whiting out instead of blacking out. <laughs> where he's drank so much jizz that he doesn't know what yeah, he's doing anymore.
0: I mean, he, he feels like he can drink so much cum. So he just tests himself, and it usually ends up badly. I puked some up before. It looked like a milkshake. Oh, God. That's kind of nasty, Frank Alright, Frank
1: You should open with Frank Watson
0: I figured, you know It's
1: a It's bill. great to have a gay character on the show, though it, it's, I used to have one in Florida The uh, oh. guy would come in A couple times a week And would just kill
2: Get everybody laughing It's refreshing that people are accepting My kind Now, you know What is your kind? Ho- Human? Homosexual But what do you mean when you say your kind? How are you different? Like,
1: how's a... uh, Our kind. Okay, how's a Frank Watson different than, let's say, a
2: Chris Stanley? We're not. We're not different. Okay, so you're both gay. I'm Mm -hmm. straight. No, I'm saying we're all the same, Uh you know, inside. It's just what we take inside Uh, is different. So what do you take inside? Ah, jeez. I mean, five to nine inches. (laughs) Nothing below, nothing above that, huh? No. (laughs) Do you like that? Do you like to use condoms? Um, If they're suffocating me, yes. So you're in asphyxiation? Yes. Okay. Semi-erotic asphyxiation. Semi-erotic. So it's not fully hard. No, it's fully hard. It's just uh, some of it's pleasure, yeah. some of it's
3: hobby, you know. This is the worst possible. You're not gay. You can't do this. I, I am so gay. Frank Watson. Frank Watson. And Frank Watson is uh, someone else's character. Mine! I did it last year!
1: I
2: don't remember you doing jizz time. This is preposterous. No,
3: I'm not gonna do jizz time! I am-
2: I am Frank Watson. I am my own human. Okay? You cannot say you created me a year ago. Baby, I was created in the womb. Whoa! Whoa!
9: Shit, Frank
3: (laughs) Watson! Jizz time! That's not a jizz time statement.
9: Jizz Time! time!
2: You're on, dude. You got this. I don't know what to say other than let's fucking dance, baby. What? I just want to fucking dance, dance and suck, right? Fucking fuck, <laughs> cocks.
5: What oh, are you? Part of me? Are you just time junior?
3: Jizz time. This dialogue's flowing a lot easier than everything else today. Oh, oh shit shows. Oh my god. Huh? I guess just time.
9: Jizz
3: Time! Well, fences has joined in on Jizz Time. I have, I have no part of Jizz Time.
9: Uh, oh my
2: god. Anti-gay. That's, that's gross. You don't want any Jizz Time. That's disgusting. Who's your favorite recording artist? Frank, Male or female? Male. Uh, probably Michael Bublé. He likes to blow boys.
1: Oh. Game <laughs> time! People seem like they love this character. Um, here's Bruce, you're on the Run and Face Show.
4: Oh my God, Ronnie, bring the gay back. I love it. This new character has just made my day. Oh my God, I love it.
1: Frank Watson. Um, hey, uh, Rick, you're on the Run and Face Show.
4: Oh, I'm sorry, Ryan, I have to catch my breath. Um, this guy is great. I got a question for him. How does he feel about gay virgins? <laughs> <laughs> gay virgins.
2: El- elderly how
1: how, how gay do I virgin. feel
2: about them? Yeah. If there
1: was an elderly gay virgin, would you be interested?
2: Would I be interested? Yes. No, but I know millions of wonderful, eligible bachelors who would love to meet a man who is a virgin and is on a little bit older than myself? Uh, the 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 demand for just a little bit. The the demand for an older man, such older than myself, who is homosexual and a virgin. The demand is sky high. He's like he's he's like the man Manti Te'o of. Gay homosexual virgins uh, in the draft. B- before Teo's right, not very desirable. Yeah, before he ran the four point eight forty. I
1: didn't know gays knew about
0: sports. Yeah, that's some fucking great sports stats there.
2: I mean, when I'm home and I'm just getting my nails or or my my toes painted, I just put on ESPN and I just kick back. I have a mojito. And I just, you know, I get well, immersed in it. You got the gay it. thing down perfectly. <laughs> yeah, this is really. Yeah. I, finally, we. What do you, do you mean, gay, gay g- thing down? Well, what do you I'm mean, down? I'm trying to say, like,
1: you're bringing in the vernacular, you make us. I think it makes us a hipper show. You know the so lifestyle. i finally have a gay guy on the show. Yeah, Frank Watson. I'm well, gay.
2: It. I've never heard you yell at this time. You, you, um, you don't seem gay I mean ooh, I think
3: Because oh, oh, no. I don't talk about jizz constantly
2: think, <laughs> Hold on, here's Brad Brad, I, you're on the run of Fez show Obviously his favorite recording artist Ronnie would have been Morris Day and the jizz time Jizz
3: time Don't encourage him, Brad
1: Mike, you're on the run of Fez show
0: Yeah, in South Carolina we're a little upset Because it's jizz
1: time
4: Jizz time
1: Why are they upset about jizz time? Here's our buddy Mongo the Trucker.
4: Am I the only one jerking
2: off? Yeah, I think so, Mongo. <laughs> I honestly think so. Oh, now I'm jerking it.
1: <laughs> Alright, it's time to come up with favorite character today. There's so many great ones.
2: <laughs> uh, but I think it comes down to Cumsy
1: and. Cumsy. <laughs> just time zone, Frank Watson. It's not mule? You'll uh, <laughs> be, be long forgotten <laughs> uh, Emmanuel Rodriguez The Russian uh, Super. What do you pick as your favorite?
0: Frank Watson's fucking Isn't so, it? so fucking I mean, Combsy is was great It was a nice surprise mm-hmm. But Frank Watson coming in here this fucking crazy This fucking gay right. Love it oh, um,
2: I'd love to meet this Combsy He's so great he stays in character What
0: character?
1: Mm. Frank it's Watson seems saying. more original. You guys are talking... So you
3: like Frank Watson? It's not original. original, it's been done. Right it's, down to the name. Yeah, yeah but if it's, it's not been, been done anymore...
2: It's been done since about 1988. Oh, oh shit,
1: That's the exact yo. fucking date, too! That's
4: the <laughs> exact fucking date. Uh,
1: Mike, you're on the right side of show. <laughs> Put any shut down on it.
4: Jizz time! Jizz
7: time!
5: Gin's time! Gin's
1: time. John, you're on the Run of Fest show. Say what?
0: Jizz time!
1: I wonder if these interns have to go back to school. What did you learn? Well, they yell jizz time (laughs) in the real world, Um, they don't seem to give a fuck about too much. Mm So most of this book stuff seems lost.
2: And they, the the one guy, he just pops in an inordinate amount of molly, and it's just really unhealthy.
0: <laughs> hey, I don't need you judging my lifestyle, Frank Watson.
1: I don't know if there is an ordinate amount of uh, molly
2: that you can pop. There is, under 25 milligrams.
1: Uh, here's Wes, you're on the run of the show. <laughs> Yeah, I
4: just wanted to point out that Fez isn't really gay as he has never acted on it. He just wants to be gay. And... I am gay. Giz time! Giz time!
2: Oh, yeah.
1: I don't know. people seem like they're in the Frank Watson right now.
0: Yeah. Frank Watson. People, well, they love the catchphrase. They like to be part of Just Time Nation.
2: <laughs> I think, uh...
0: I what think- about Bob's your uncle? I'm voting
2: for Cumsie. <laughs> Bob's your uncle. That's what he said, right? mm mm-hmm. That was a great impression.
0: a <laughs> <laughs> great impression of Cumbazine. Will it be? Yeah, it's because, like, this is what he told me. His last name is Cumbersnatch, So, you know. Sean,
1: you're on the running face show. Hashtag cheese time. Cheese time.
4: Cheese
1: time. Tony, you're on the running face show.
4: Hey, man. Yeah.
2: Just go just to a little town called Goobertown, Arkansas. Jizz time. Jizz time. It's fun. Goobertown.
1: Um, ex, you even know where the phrase just time came from? From my dick. My dick. <laughs> my dick. My dick. <laughs> Y'all gonna shoot <see> my dick. <laughs> um, Matt, you're on the run of the face show. Hey, Frank,
4: what's gum taste like?
0: Jizz time!
2: time. Well, it it depends on the person. Sometimes it tastes like lobster, and then sometimes it tastes like tomato soup. That's weird. Hey, you
1: asked. They're doing a a hashtag jizz time suddenly popping up
2: uh, with the original Frank Watson. Welcome to the Rana Fez show. Uh, Frank Watson's alter ego, at Joey Gumbo, Okay. <laughs> Look him up on Twitter, Joey Gumbo.
1: Okay, careful. Smart girl, the Ron the Fez show. Hey, is
4: this, uh, is this are you going to change the name to the Ron and uh, Frank Watson show? There is
1: just early talk about that right
2: now. Yeah, hey, sir, you bite your tongue, all right? Because Fez Watley is an internet legend. What? Radio legend. Yeah, there Whatever, okay. Whatever yeah. we're on. We're on the internet. That's what we broadcast <laughs> on the, the internet. In, the interweb.
1: Uh, Chad, you're on the Running Face Show.
4: Yeah. Ch-
5: it's yeah. about time the show gets a real flag
4: on it. Oh. Uh... See what that's Frank Watson does. My, my, yeah. Good dancing. Right. Good on the show. <laughs>
1: get laid first in a gay bar, Fez or Frank Watson? Frank Watson. He's He's more
0: open, I think. He's he's just he's aggressive, is what I want to say. Oh I'm very aggressive.
2: Okay.
1: It isn't Ram. fair though because Fez has about a a 20-some year head start on him. He does. Mm. Nice Down on the run face
2: show. Hey Frank, uh, What do they call uh, cigarettes in England? A fag.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he never knows the inside. He never knows what direction to go.
3: Fez, is this like watching a young Fez Watley for yourself? No, it's not at all.
2: That disappoints me.
3: Because Frank Watson is not an original character. You were supposed to come up with four original characters today.
1: Let me explain to you if you want to do a gay character. You've got to be angry. Monotone and redundant. If you can get that down. I'm all of those
2: when I'm depressed. It's just over and over and over. Don't move off of it. I think you'd have it down. You know what? I am sick of this being made fun of gay shit. That's cool. All right, that's good. That's good. Frank fucking Watson, <laughs> remember the
3: name. <laughs> that's
9: good,
2: because I'm coming on your faces. Right. Oh See, God, that that's jizz time.
3: That's jizz time. Fucking jizz time. Turning into a gay Hulk Hogan. Mike, you're and, on the Fez show. Hey
4: Nick, going to say with Frank Watson on the phone, that is no longer a standalone fruit.
1: Aww, oh, that's, that's nice. Sweet.
4: Thank you. Thank
1: you. Like um. For Blueberry. staying Alone. Stand Alone. For. Alone. Ah. Zito came and was just screaming in the window. He's just so happy. Corey <laughs> disappeared. That might have been the time he was happiest when Fess was doing these
0: characters. He loved D-Man the most, I believe. So D-Man. Why didn't we get a D-Man in there? <laughs> Honestly, D-Man should have been instead of Manuel.
1: And D-Man was just a rip-off of Z-Man. <laughs> uh, all right, well, good job, Frank Watson. Thank you. You were the winner of the
2: day. I win everything. Wow, confident. Let me get back and actually talk to somebody. Who... Yeah, I got to go get an STD test. Okay. Just kidding. To... I have them all anyway. Okay. Let me talk to Matty Ice now. All right. God about...
1: bless. Okay. What? About sports. <laughs> if you had to pick today, who's winning a uh, championship, NBA championship this year? You got to pick today.
0: Uh, the Heat. The Heat have yeah. I'm being a boring dick, but fucking it's yeah. thing. It's, it's just too good.
1: Okay, see. Really? My prediction is uh, I honestly think LeBron twisted ankle. I've had this thought in my head. It's not going to be something career ending, but he's not going to be able to play at the end of the season. Can
6: I just, be... his powers. I just don't trust a Westbrook in a big spot at all. He'll shoot 30 times.
1: I remember when we were saying that last year, the exact same thing about LeBron. Now, you know, LeBron's been doing the slam dunking shit before the thing.
6: He has some great ones for the games.
1: Unbelievable. He now says he is going to stop it because people won't leave him alone. Like, why aren't you joining the slam dunk contest? So he goes, maybe I shouldn't do it at all. The pregame thing that they're doing is fucking great, though. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it's It's
1: better than most people's
6: games. He has some incredible dunks in the pregame. The behind-the-back, through-the-legs, off-the-backboard one. It's
1: unbelievable.
0: It was great. should just got him going to a dunk competition, just give everybody what they want. Come on. This
1: is why he doesn't do it. <laughs> You're seeing the same dunk now. Why can't people be shutting up about it? Well, I'm sorry. Some guy doesn't have a card that says seven when he does it. Uh, here's Dan in Florida. You're on the run of Fez show. Whoops. Frank Watson, take your fucking thumb off of that. Thanks. Uh, Dan, go ahead, buddy.
4: Hey, what's up, man? Yeah. Hey, where's Maddie? See there? Yeah, he's right want to here. dock with you, buddy. Yeah? Yeah, I want to dock with you. About what? Dock with you. You know what docking is?
1: He wants to dock with you?
4: Yeah, yes.
3: dock with Big Maddie. What do you mean by that? What's that? I want to feed my cock into his little foreskin. Sounds like Frank Watson. Oh.
1: <laughs> it sounds disgusting. I want to talk with you all night. Boy, this is turning into a very gay show. Just time. Just time.
3: First responders at First Time Fest. At First Time Fest on Twitter. Sling Blade Signed DVD by Billy Bob Thornton on the line. Oh, they actually wrote... Many thanks to uh, Renfez First
1: Responders for your kind words. That's very nice. The I-Bang for your generosity and Ron Bennington for having us in. No, I'm not going to read the great part, but that's very nice. I only get comfortable if Opie calls me the great Ron Bennington. I wish Pepper would say it once. What, the great Ron Bennington? Yeah. You're the great Ron Bennington, obviously. You never say it, though. I just did. But I mean, without me fucking pressing you to say it. (laughs) And don't you see what I'm going through here? Don't you worry. I'm like one of those uh, fucking bad girlfriends that has a girl like this. Am I pretty? Am I pretty? Would you just say it then, if I am? Oh, God, yes. You look good. You're presentable.
0: You are a presentable woman. All right. I mean, you got clothes on, right?
1: I'm not humiliated to be walking down the street with you. Good time! You're keeping it together, Jizzy. Yep. Yeah. Somebody has already went out there and copyrighted fucking jizz time and they're selling t-shirts. That's ridiculous. Uh, it's time to give out the uh, big prize to our first responders and damn do we love them so! They're so great. If, when I call you jizz junior. <laughs> That's a weird nickname. watch on TV. Uh, let's go over to WV. I'm sure that stands for West Virginia. Big Red picks up the big prize. Yeah! yeah. 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 time!
3: Anything you young fellers gotta promote today. Unmasked with Robert Wall That's coming up Monday here at the SiriusXM Studios Go to the iBang to be part of that studio audience That's going to be four in the afternoon The iBang has all the details for Unmasked with Robert Wall That's going to be a good one I'm looking forward to that Fuck yeah, Monday, baby Anything for you?
0: A new Dave Mack sports program on uh, Riotcast.com And iTunes
1: Did you guys already do it? Yeah What was the big topic? Jizz time?
0: (laughs) No, no jizz time It was a good old time. What you guys talk about? Basketball. Basketball. That's that's what we got.
1: And what did you do? End up picking uh, who's going to win it all? Not yet. Who's your MVP? LeBron.
0: It's it's just too dominating over everything.
1: When we twist his ankle, then everybody's going to look to me like I'm a fucking seer. Matty, I don't want you to feel bad because you don't have any crazy character. No, it's fine with me. You know, I don't know whether you want to play gay or English or Mexican. Or Russian. Or, yeah. Missouri. Or Missourian. All right, uh, that'll be it for us. We'll be back in here tomorrow for a Friday show, which means drinking days. Yeah. We're going to drink it from the start of the show to the end. Pound alcohol. And eat oxys. <laughs> That's it. We'll see you guys back in here. Tomorrow, uh, Jennifer Ward. I uh, love you, sweet girl. And uh, see everybody right back here tomorrow.
5: Better That <laughs> well,
9: slipped out. That's the end by show, donk. 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 That's That's the show, donk by show Donk and that's the end of my show Donk and that's the show that's the that's the show that's the show that's the that's the that's the show 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 dong. that's the show Donk that's the show That's the Ed
4: Dubai Show. Donk. Thanks for listening to today's Ron and Fez show. We hope you enjoyed it. For your convenience, this program will re-air tonight at 1 a.m. Eastern,
5: Mm. 11 p.m. Pacific. This show is available with SiriusXM On Demand. Go to SiriusXM.com slash On Demand for details. Predictably enough, the Opie and Anthony Show is next on the Opie and Anthony Channel.